morning everybody welcome it is that time again matt connerton unleashed and we are live from the studios of wmnh 95.3 fm in glorious manchester new hampshire and uh, of course uh, you can uh, listen on your fm dial if you're in manchester but you can also stream the show at wmnhradio.org and for all your live streaming options Social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com. Today is Saturday, February 24, 2024, and I am not alone. Good morning, sunshine. Jenny is here at the news table. I am present and accounted for. Yes, yes. And uh, we've got a, a great show, a very, uh, very stacked uh, show for you this morning. And by the way, uh, before we uh, go any further with that, I want to mention that track that we opened with, a Pretender. That is the brand new single from the band Heavy America. Uh, they sent us that first because they wanted to do a uh, world radio premiere right here on uh, Matt Connerton Unleashed on WMNH. And we had those guys on a number of months ago. Maybe I don't know, time, it all blurs together, like maybe six months ago or like whatever that. it was yeah, and uh like yeah really really great band from boston uh loved having them on loved uh, talking absolutely. with them absolutely and uh and i love that track really great stuff um but uh we've got a full show but let's get right to i'm gonna bring that mic up our first guest joining us on the program today in this hour we have bruce from legion of solace how are you uh bruce i'm doing great how are you very well um i have to tell you it's funny and i i have to assume that you uh that you run into this uh, sometimes. When when you first started showing up in our uh, Facebook live chat uh, during the show, when we were on uh, uh, afternoons, I assumed Legion of Solace was a band. We do run into that <laughs> quite a bit, yes. And, uh, and of course, uh, you are not a band, uh, but you work with a lot of bands. Can you tell us about what you do? Absolutely. We do a lot of marketing, advertising, and promoting for um, local, independent, and unsigned bands. Mm -hmm. Countrywide, worldwide. Um, we have a audience on Facebook that spans U.S., Canada, as far around the world as Iceland, Germany, South Africa, Australia. Mm -hmm. And the best part about that is music is universal. It doesn't matter what language you speak. You speak the language of music. Right. So the international exposure is beautiful. Because some of these bands may never have that opportunity outside of their state. Mm -hmm. And now people 1,000, 2,000, 4,000 miles away are hearing their music for the first time. Yeah. And it's our honor to do that. We've become a networking hub. Some, some bands um, have actually played with others. They're starting to travel the country because they've met through us. Um, for example, 
Nailbite out of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. has come to Maine and played gigs with Sepsis. Yeah. Sepsis has gone to Pennsylvania and played gigs with Nailbite because uh, we were speaking. Uh, I was talking with Sepsis at one of their shows and I had a Nailbite shirt on. And they were asking me about Nailbite because they had starting where they were starting to hear a buzz about them uh, a couple years ago when they had first came out. They played Blue Ridge Rock Festival down in Virginia. Yeah. And for a teenage band, they just wowed everybody. So they're like, oh, well, so you know about Nailbite? And I was like, yeah. So so they, they were wanting to get booking information and such. Um, they also have gone down to Virginia, and uh, Sepsis has, and mm-hmm. played some gigs with a band called Dying Oath. Mm-hmm. And then they, they've come up to New England and done some gigs to, recipro- to reciprocate. Yeah. And th- it's just all about supporting the scene. Mm-hmm. Our next step is to get through the red tape in New England and get to where we can start actually booking shows and providing stages ourselves. Yeah. And right now, our biggest thing is we provide financial sponsorship directly to the bands and also to their events. So say they're $200 short for a round of merchandise Mm -hmm. for a year. We cover that $200. And all, all we ask in return is whenever you do an event flyer, you put our logo up. You put our logo real small, like one inch by one inch on the corner somewhere. Yeah, yeah. You support us. We support you. Now you get your merch for your table. Everybody gets to make some money. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Um, how long is uh, how long has Legion of Solace existed, and, and how did it uh, come into being? Uh, it came into being. Um, our founder and her husband are in Princeton, West Virginia. Our, uh, our co-founder is in Lynchburg, Virginia. That's Malcolm Malcolm Wood. Oh, yes. Yep. And um, they uh, we originally started as a mosh pit team. Really? Like bests, patch, patches, and everything. Yeah. And we had decided to move into the business realm. We were actually one of the title sponsors for the 2021 Blue Ridge Rock Festival. Okay. There was 156 bands over four days. Oh, wow. Uh, I want to say it was 140,000 people total through the turnstiles. Jeez, wow. <laughs> so that, that great way to debut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was actually where we found Nailbite and a couple other bands. And mm-hmm. um and it was at that point that we had decided instead of spending that kind of money on a one off exposure that's going to the promoter and not to the band and musicians themselves. Mm-hmm. We should start aligning ourselves with the bands and musicians directly. Mm-hmm. Start doing financial support that way. Yeah, because that way we know for a fact it's getting back to the local scene. It's not being absorbed into somebody's pocket. It's not going into a corporate budget. It's going into somebody's gas tank to get to the next gig. Right. Um, starting something like that and doing it, uh, I I feel like uh, I mean I'm I'm old enough, of course, to remember uh, when you know there was no internet, mm. and when I first started being active in the music scene. I mean, at that point we had uh, we had MySpace. That was like the first real, you know, online yeah. networking thing that was available to musicians. And uh, beyond that, I mean, that, that was kind of it in the, in the beginning it, it, for, for my experience. Um, but I feel like, you know, it, it would be very hard to, to do what you're doing with Legion of Solace, you know, say 20 years ago, because, you know, just uh, the Internet has, has uh, given us this uh, ability to, you know, as you 
alluded to earlier, people from all over the world yeah. can hear music from anywhere else in the world, which is, uh, so we have that, but also in terms of promoting and networking, it, it seems like, uh, um, you know, it, it, there, there was a time when to do what you're doing would have been close to impossible, really. Yeah. We, we do rely quite a bit on social media. Yeah. And the, the beautiful thing about social media and its ability to promote is it has opened so many closed doors to the local music scene. Mm -hmm. Because there have been so many gatekeepers and industry standards in the way for so long that... Mm -hmm. If you didn't look a certain way, sound a certain way, we're in a certain age demographic, you weren't going to get as much of a chance right. at, at studio time or radio play or getting out of your garage. Right. And if it's anything we know, anybody that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame started in somebody's garage. Sure. So never give up hope. Yeah. Well, I always say, too, um, and I, I, I don't know how much you, you know about what I do uh, professionally, but I'm a college radio promoter, so clients hire me to send their music to college stations. And, and um, what I tell everybody is, you know, I've, I've worked on some projects that were uh, pretty, uh, out of the, pretty far out of the mainstream. Um, but what I, what I always say, and this has kind of been uh, my point of view from the beginning, is that I, I, my theory is there's an audience for anything, no matter how strange, no matter how unusual, how outside of the mainstream it might be, no matter how quote unquote alternative, although that, that term kind of became a catch all during the, you know, during the grunge era for anything that wasn't hair metal, but <laughs> automatically was labeled alternative. But, um, no, but I, I believe there's an audience for anything. Um, it's just a matter of figuring out how to, not so much connect directly with them because you don't know exactly necessarily where to go to connect with them, but this is how I think of it, but figuring out how to be in a place where they can find you because the audience is there, no matter what it is you're doing, no matter how it might be very, very niche, you know, but, um, but it, it's the audience is there. Yeah. So, so it's a matter of getting into a position where they can find you and, um, and the internet, of course, has made that much, much easier. Right. And th that's partially where, we, where we're trying to come in is, say, you're a national touring act. You know two weeks from now you're going to be in a certain area and you just had an opening act back out or you had a venue ask for an extra 90 minutes from your, from your bill and you didn't need to book local support. Mm -hmm. That's when you come to Legion of Solace see who's on our Facebook page, who's posting, who's active in the area. And now they get to come open for a national act because mm -hmm. they shared a video two weeks ago on Legion of, Legion of Solace extended family page. Yeah. Yeah. So anything and everything we can do to give support and exposure, that's what we're here for. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, you mentioned Nailbite and uh, uh, you sent us uh, some music to feature today. And that's one of the bands uh, that you sent us. I, I think since we were talking about them, sure. uh, we, we should uh, play one of their tracks. Uh, which one should I, I mean, we'll probably have time to get both of them in, but uh, do you have a preference? Is there, do they have a single that they're um, uh, pushing? Their newest single is the heart. Okay. Let's um, let's give that one a spin. And um, now you said they're, they're really young. They're teenagers. Um, yes. The lead singer, Lana, uh, I want to say she's about to turn 17 this year. Okay. Um, the guitarist is, in his early 20s uh, the keyboardist is actually lana's brother and I, he'll, he'll be 19 or 20 yeah and 
the bassist is the guitarist's dad, so it's very much a family affair. And if I remember correctly, they might be looking for a drummer as the former drummer just recently got engaged and, um, as you would expect, changed his life priorities a little bit. Yeah. But he's still very much a friend of the band, part of the Nailbite family. He's just kind of stepping away from the touring and, and such of it. Oh, okay. I, whenever I, I hear something like that, I think of, uh, you remember the band Crossfade? I do. Like they were, they were huge for like five minutes because they had that song so cold. Yes. And then, and then Tony Byrodes left the band because he got married. And it's like, you're, you're, you're famous. You're, you're gonna throw all this away just because like you can't be married and be in a band at the same time. Right. <laughs> like, right. like lots of famous musicians are married, but <laughs> for whatever reason, he's like, oh, I'm getting married. I gotta go. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so some, sometimes you instantly prioritize like family related over musical related. Yeah. If, if that's where your heart lies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't judge anyone's choices, but maybe his wife would have liked to have been married to a rock star. And all of a sudden he didn't want to be a rock star anymore. It's, it's a weird. good possibility. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's give this a listen. Uh, so this is nail bite and uh, this is called the heart. Yeah. I like them. I like this band a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
That is really good. That is nail, wow. nail Bite. The track is called The Heart. And uh, we have Bruce here from Legion of Solace. And Bruce, you were saying while that track was playing that because, okay, so you get to the part where the, you know, the growling and stuff and you mm-hmm. think, okay, oh, okay. So they also have one of the dudes in the band is uh, 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 also does some uh, vocals. And then you were telling us, no, that's Lana. That's well, all Lana. Actually, both are true. Um, oh. So the, the higher of the, the two dirt, dirty yeah, the, the the cleaner of the two dirty vocals yeah. is actually the guitarist Johnny. Okay, and then the deep guttural growl is coming from Lana. That wow. sweet voice that you hear, yeah, yeah, has a dark side. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's really cool. That's really cool. I love it. I love it. Excellent. Um, hey, how did um, you know, we're uh, we're very close friends with uh, Sepsis, of course, and uh, they've been on the show many times, yeah. and we love them. How did you get uh, connected with them? They had a show. A few years ago, that was supposed to be opening for Otep across across the street over oh, here at Jewel. At Jewel, yeah. And when Otep backed out because of COVID and everything, Sepsis reached out and asked if the the, the bill could honor the date. Ah. And she gave her blessing. So that, and if I remember right, that show was Bad Tude, sixteen by twenty, Inverter and Sepsis. Yeah. And. That was actually the first time I had been to a show as Legion of Solace. Like that was maybe six months after we had founded, and that was when I was I was like, all right, I'm the only one here in New England. I, I should I should probably start meeting some people. Yeah. And Sepsis was actually the very first band I met professionally. Oh no! In kidding. New England. No kidding! So, wow. And we hit it off really well. Yeah. And um, we've we've built um, from just kind of seeing each other at shows. To we are full on business affiliates now. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, um, they do a, a remarkable job in terms of networking and and they do and connecting people, bringing people together, um, and the positivity is is uh, remarkable. And and we'll play uh, we'll play the single romance and reality in a moment. Um, and Jenny pointed out to me the other day that the new video is out. Oh, yes. I love it. And yes. the, yeah, and the video is really cool. So uh, yeah, we love uh, we love sepsis. Let's give this a spin. This has been running in my head all week. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is such a great track. And by the way, if you're just joining us, we have Bruce from Legion of Solace here with us live in studio, 
and uh, we're talking and we're playing some tunes. And uh, yeah, check this out if you haven't heard it already. We have this is not a world radio premiere, of course, because uh, we first played this on the show a few months ago. Uh, but the new video is out. Check it out on YouTube. Uh, but here it is: sepsis, romance, and reality. romance and reality that is the newest single from sepsis and the new video the new new video just came out uh what was it uh, a few days ago right yes yeah. available yeah. now yeah, yeah it was couple... monday this week yeah okay. yeah uh that is uh check that out on youtube really really good and uh if you are just joining us we have bruce from legion of solace here with us live in studio and the studio line is open if you have any questions or feedback or anything at all for bruce uh 603-250-6007. Give us a call. 603-250-6007. 
Uh, you can also hit me on social media if you do so live during the show at Matt Connerton. And you can email me, Matt, at mattconnerton.com. It is, of course, uh, Saturday, February 24, 2024. And um, Bruce, is there, um, is there a particular band that you uh, work with a lot more than the others? Or, I mean, is, is there is there sort of a, do you have sort of a marquee uh, talent that you work with? You know what I mean? That's, that kind of takes priority in terms of uh, what you do for, for these artists? Not really. Um, of course, the, the more active uh, the, uh, uh, an artist or a band is, the, the more content we will have to share from them. So it, yeah. it will kind of skew that direction. Yeah. But if, if, um, if you're doing two or three shows a month, then we're pushing two or three shows a month for you. There's there's no um, like different tiers or levels of representation or anything like like that. If if your family, your family. Yeah, yeah. And what is sort of the criteria in terms of people that you work with? Because I would imagine um, being in your position with what you do, you probably occasionally or maybe more than occasionally hear from someone who uh, really wants you to work with them, but maybe they're not ready. Um, maybe they're not quite, quite at a place where, 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 you know, maybe, yeah. they, maybe they just need to rehearse more or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> um, for, for the most part, um, myself, Malcolm Tuesday and Evan, we kind of work independently, uh, uh, but when we get something that we're not sure about personally, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll have them, um, either go to our website, legionofsolace.com, or we have the QR codes on our business cards, mm -hmm. and we'll just have them scan that, and we have an artist submission area. Okay. And then you can, like, send us audio files or video files, and, yeah. and then uh, we'll just kind of sit down as, as the brain trust and jury, jury something if we're kind of on the fence with it. Yeah, yeah. You, but you occasionally, I assume, you have to turn somebody away now and then, right? Uh, on occasion, yeah. 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 I, I mean, we, we, we try not to. Yeah. But... Um, and a lot of a lot of time, it's not necessarily a talent level issue. It's more of a, a production value issue of yes. recordings. Yes. Yeah. Because you could be the greatest band in the world, mm -hmm. but if if you're if it sounds like you're on a carbon mic from the twenties, <laughs> right, and, and right. Your drummer's in the bathroom stall. <laughs> we are not going to hear your talent level. Right. So that's the best thing I can give anybody, even if you're just recording in your own basement. Oh, yeah. Staple egg crates to the wall. Right. Kill, kill sound vibration. Kill distortion. Try to try to record when your neighbor's not mowing their lawn, for instance. Little things like that will even affect the background. <laughs> background noise is background noise. Absolutely. And it's, uh, you know, I almost hate to say it because it's such a cliche, but it is true. You only get a, uh, one chance to make a first impression. And right. if you're... If, if the first impression that you're giving to somebody in the music industry who's a professional, you know, if you're giving them something that sounds terrible, that's not a great first impression. You want <laughs> right. to give them something of quality. Um, absolutely. Uh, you also mentioned uh, Inverter uh, earlier in the conversation, and uh, I do love this track, Bow to Zod. Oh, they are so so fun. And I, I was actually... Um... I got to be part of the creation of that album, Sonic Vandalism, that came out last oh. September. Uh, they did um, a bit of a fundraiser campaign and for, for a, a certain donation. Yep. Uh, I believe there was eight of us total. Um, on the last, I think it's the last song on the album, it's called You've Been Warned. Okay. There's a gang shout. So, so in, in the chorus, it, come, it comes through and, and uh, there's a, a shout of the word bleed. Yeah. And so, so they brought us in, told us what we wanted to do. So it was kind of like a, a VIP experience, if you will. We got to go hang out at the studio for a while. Yeah. Um, we'll watch um, 
watching lay downs. Uh, Bill Bracken was doing some of the guitar parts. Um, yeah. Jeff was doing some of the drums. And then we all went in for 15, 20 minutes. Uh, we, I think we did uh, two or three takes. Yeah. And they, they took the best one and then put everything in. So so we're actually, we actually made the album. Oh, that's really cool. But, but um, Baudasad, uh, Deke, uh, the, the front man from Inverter, he's actually a, an old radio man himself. He, yes. he was part of the VCN family. Oh, we had we had quite the conversation. Oh, we, nice. we had him on the show. He called in from uh, Boston. And uh, yeah, not only did we talk about the band, but of course, me being a radio nerd, right. I had to ask him all kinds of questions <laughs> about his career, his radio career as well. Yeah. So um, be, because of that, he's a just, just massive comic book geek. Oh, really? Yeah. And, um, you know, of course, the, the, the Superman villain zod and so it, it so bow to zod is actually a play on neil before zod yeah so that that's kind of his nod to to the old school comic geek comic geekdom if you will yeah yeah i never got into comic books but of course i remember superman oh, too absolutely you know when the when the, the three of them land on earth oh, and they say neil the, before zod the, 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 <laughs> the big big piece of glass yeah. shattering over the mountain yeah yes. yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely all right, let's give this a listen. This is great. Uh, I think this is one of the tracks we played when Deke was on the show, and uh, definitely good stuff. This is uh, Bow to Zod from the band Inverter.
Baudizad from Inverter, the album Sonic Vandalism. Great, great nice. Boston band. Um, we are uh, talking with Bruce from uh, Legion of Solace. And uh, Jenny reminded us while that song was on, uh, we wanted to talk about the logo, the creation of, of your logo, which is very cool for uh, Legion of Solace. That's so, oh, Virgin. For those who can't see, as you're listening on your lovely radios, there is an awesome phoenix on this shirt. And it has writing on it that says support local music and Legion of Solace. Now, the cool part is, how did you come up with that? So, uh, Tuesday, our founder, she wanted something unique. And our motto is, we rise to conquer together. So, what better to rise with than a phoenix? And as she was designing it, she was kind of kicking some ideas around for for a few months. And it, it dawned on her. The tail feathers should be musical. So the tail feathers of the phoenix are actually a bar staff fanning out with music notes falling from it. Ah. Nice. Very cool. And that is super cool. As as soon as the rest of us saw it, we were like, that's <laughs> that, that's the one. Dude, don't lose that file. Right, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that is so cool. So um, you were very kind and brought us both T-shirts. Yes, yes. So, absolutely. And I had to pick it back up and look, and it is a great idea. The tail feather of the phoenix is a music staff with notes. And th that, that symbolizes music being the muse of the rise. I love this. I love everything about it. I love phoenix anyway. Yeah, yeah um, she does. When I first started getting uh, a little bit better and being into painting, one of my first better paintings was a phoenix. Nice. Symbolic of myself. Sure. And because they're always on fire and that connects to CRPS, yeah. which is what I have, you know, there's that connection. Well, I have, but I, and I'm a University of Phoenix grad. There you I go. Have a degree. But I love the shirt. I really do. I love that it says support local music. This is going to be one of my new favorite t-shirts. I can tell you that. Fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait to wear this one. I really <laughs> love it. Um, we've got a, a you you sent us uh, as we talked earlier as we talked about earlier you sent us some music and uh, tell us uh, what can you tell us about this band Fractured Reality Fractured Reality is very impressive um, they're intended to be a three piece they're they're currently missing a bass player um, so if you are in the Massachusetts uh, Connecticut area and if you are very thrash metal minded they are a teenage band so uh, they're asking. For 13 to 20 year old musicians, if you play bass, reach out to Logan. He is the lead singer and drummer of Fractured Reality through Facebook. Uh, you either uh, fa Facebook or their Bandcamp. Okay. And also on their Bandcamp is when you where you can find their debut single or their debut album. But I uh, met them and also a band called Living Wreckage. Um, last January, um, the band Dead by Wednesday. Yes. Opus. Yeah. Know them. Know them well. Yeah. yeah. Opus, their drummer. I I, I went down to uh, his his the, the Blizzard birthday bash down in New Haven, down at Toad's place, as uh, Sepsis was playing that evening. So I went down to support them, take some pictures for the evening. Yeah. And Fractured Reality opened the evening, and when you're at a six and a half hour event, <laughs> and the very first band pulls over a hundred people into the room. Oh wow! You pay attention. Yes, yes. And then when they have that old school thrash sound that we've that us old heads have been craving to have back since the young Exodus Testament days. Yeah, they bring this back for you. Yeah, and the fact that Logan is only fourteen years old. Wow, 
playing thrash drums and singing is Get out, amazing sings. to me. Yes. yes, the drummer is that is the vocalist. See, that is so talented. You don't yeah. see that many drummers that sing. It's, it, it is it, an it, amazing skill. Well, and especially in a thrash band because there's so much concentration going on at playing 160 to 220 BPM mm -hmm. anyway. Right. So How do you do that? Where uh, do you breathe? <laughs> well, I tell people your brain has to work like an octopus. Each brain has to know how to keep time and keep a different count. Yeah. Because like... Especially in thrash metal, your feet may, might be playing 12-12, but your left hand's playing 4-4 four, four, and your right hand's playing 8-8. Eight, eight, and, yeah. and, and people that are watching are going, what are you, is that 32-32? What are you right, doing right. over there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, tell you what. Let's do, let's play both of these. So we've got uh, uh, Live for the End by Fractured Reality. And you also mentioned uh, Living Wreckage. We've got this song, Sink Below. And uh, I really like both of these. We'll, uh, we'll play these both. Anything else you want to tell us about Living Wreckage? Um, Living Wreckage, great, great five-piece. Uh, they're out of East Hampton, Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. um, if, if you guys like what you hear, April 5th, they're going to be at the Park City Music Hall in Bridgeport, Connecticut. They're opening up for the all-female Iron Maiden tribute band, the Iron Maiden. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. So that'll be a fun night. Very cool, very cool. All right, so uh, we'll give both of these uh, a listen. Uh, first, Fractured Reality, and then uh, Living Wreckage. Great stuff, check this out.
I love that. That is Sink Below. Sink Below by the band Living Wreckage. And before that, we heard uh, Live for the End by, uh, what band was that, Bruce? That was Fractured Reality. Fractured Reality. We're we're, uh, listening to a lot of music today with, uh, we have Bruce from uh, Legion of Solace here with us live in studio. And if you have a quick, boy, we're almost out of time, but if you have a question or anything at all for Bruce, uh, get on in, uh, 603-250-6007. The studio line is open, 603-250-6007. Coming up at the top of the hour, we have uh, Joe Marrero, I think is how you say his last name, from the band uh, The Great Fraud, uh, is going to be calling in from New York City. Do you know those guys at all? Do you know The the Great Fraud? I I, um, didn't until a couple days ago. Yeah. When I saw you post about them, the first thing I did was like, ooh, homework. Yeah, yeah. Great sound. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. great sound. Yeah, they're really cool. They're really cool. I'm excited for all the artists that you have. I'm excited to see what will keep bringing them to us. Yeah. I, I, I certainly Bring hope them to. on in here. We'd I love to. to. love to. I want to take a quick moment to say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hello, Carol Zawalski, Sepsis. Woo-woo. Melanie is around, and she says she's going to be spreading some paganism in Florida. We all love her. <laughs> All right. Very good. Oh, so, shout so, outs to Riley King, Kyle Clayton, Glenn RJ Roulette. Oh, wow. The people's mayor. Very good. So that that means if we have a Florida man story in the next two or three days, we know who to blame. Ah, Melanie. <laughs> well, that's a given anywhere she goes. And she did bring Sal with her. Sal is her miniature skeleton. Okay. Who is her, um, would you call it her familiar maybe? Mm. Or something? Yes. Very Likes nice. to bring in places and take fun pictures. Bruce, uh, uh, before we run out of time in the hour, I want to make sure, especially for people who are just joining us, I want to make sure everybody knows how to find you, how to find Legion of Solace, especially, of course, anyone who's interested in having you work with them and and, uh, and all of that, all that good stuff. The easiest places to find us are on Facebook, Legion of Solace, and at www.legionofsolace.com. Well, that's easy. I'm going (laughs) to drop that right into the chat room. Yes, yes. And if you uh, feel inclined to support our endeavors, if you click on our menu tab and on the drop down, you click Legion Alley. We have a full merchandise store with roughly 80 to 100 pieces to choose from. Uh, Regular accessories, men's, women's, children's, unisex. We we have everything that might cover your needs. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Awesome T-shirts. And they're comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you for the shirts. We uh, we appreciate that very much. Absolutely. uh, and we I have... love that they say support local music, right? Mm-hmm. Across yep, absolutely. That's what we're all about. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we really appreciate you uh, being here with us today. We're actually going to close. You, you had sent us another uh, nail bed song, "Endless," and that's uh, that's the one we'll uh, we'll close out the segment with. But uh, everybody, uh, stick around. Of course, we have the Great Fraud, uh, Joe from the Great Fraud, skyping in uh, in a few. Uh, not skyping right in. The I'm top sorry. Of the hour he is calling. calling in at the top of the hour. And then, uh, thingy is not Skyping. and then in the second half of the second hour, uh, we have uh, Eleanor, uh, who's uh, going to be joining us to talk about the new place in Nashua. The, yeah, that's going to be really cool. You'll hear all about Another that. New art collective. <laughs> We've got Eric Pilcher's classic film review later. He reviewed uh, 2015's uh, Straight Out of Compton. Yep, sounded or, uh, pretty good. I was hearing a little bit of that last night. Absolutely, he, his reviews have come a long way. And of course, we have DJ Reckless joining us in the third hour as well. So. We had a nice, busy show. But, Bruce, thank you again. And uh, we're going to close with this track, Endless, uh, from uh, the band Nailbite. 
Is there anybody we didn't play? We 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 got all the bands covered, right? That I, you sent us. I believe we did. Yes. Just making sure. Okay. Very good. Very and and, and by the way, we love being exposed to all this uh, new music. I had not heard Nailbite before today or Living Wreckage and both uh, were just, awesome. Just great stuff. And and by the way, too, we should mention just because we were talking about this off air. You know, if you're someone who thinks that there's no new music out there, maybe you're an older person. You know, because we were talking about how people get stuck in their you know, their eras. There is so much great stuff. Oh, what was, what was, what did you say, Bruce? You, you uh, used an expression. You can't be afraid to get your shoes dirty to find good music. There you go. There you go. Your, your favorite dive bar, your local dive bar, the, the hole in the wall that you never thought to go in Mm -hmm. just might have the next Metallica hiding in it. Exactly. And you really don't even have to get your shoes dirty because of the internet. Right. You can sit at your computer and find new stuff. Absolutely. So, so, uh, yeah. So don't, uh, don't get, don't get trapped in what era you grew up in. There are people, no matter what kind of music you're into, there are new bands, new artists, or maybe established artists that you just didn't know about before making music right now uh, that would probably really appeal to you. So uh, don't, don't, get, don't get stuck in your bubble. All right, that's our lesson for today. I shouldn't say that's our lesson for today because I, <laughs> I say it all the time. I, br- I bring up, I, I, I know my dad appreciates when I mention this, you know, my father is in his 70s. And he lives on the seacoast, and he listens to WUNH, the great college radio station there, because he loves hearing new stuff. So you don't have to get stuck in a, in a particular uh, period of time. But uh, So we will end with this endless from Nailbite, Bruce from Legion of Solace. Thank you again, my friend. Thanks for having me. You got it.
Come on down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar. Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, free dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. Bring your kitchen to life with Queen City Cabinetry. Located at 87 Elm Street in the historic Sunbeam Mall in Manchester. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. And Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They can be reached at 603-222-2007 or on the web at queencitycabinetrynh.com. Come see the possibilities. Queen City Cabinetry, another proud sponsor of WMNH. Diz's Cafe is the place to put a smile on your face. Judy and the crew will take care of you. Bring your appetite and treat your taste buds right. Diz's Cafe is always a winning choice. Breakfast, lunch, or supper. Diz's Cafe at 860 Elm Street in downtown Manchester. Dine in, take out, or make a reservation. Call 603 606 2532. Eat, drink, and be happy. Diz's Cafe. When it comes to keeping WMNH on the air and your own personal or business computer needs, trust Groland Computers. Located on Elm Street in Manchester, Groland handles computer repair, virus removal, and custom-built systems. Are you looking for budget-friendly options? Check out our selection of fully inspected used computers. We offer tailored, on-site solutions. No unnecessary expenses here. Visit Groland.com or call Groland Computers at 603-645-0101. Your tech, your way. Trust Groland Computers. This hour on WMNH is sponsored by CGI Business Solutions, located at 5 Dartmouth Drive in Auburn. They serve all your business needs, including employee benefits planning, corporate design and business administration, investments and wealth management, and customized business insurance solutions. Their phone number is 866-841-4600 or on the web at cgibusinesssolutions.com.
Oh, I love it. That is American Dream from the band The Great Fraud. Oops, sorry, Jenny, I didn't have your mic up. That was awesome. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed that. Very, very cool. And we have, uh, joining us via phone, all the way from New York City, we have uh, Joe Marrero from the band uh, The Great Fraud. Joe, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can, yes, yes. Welcome. How are you, sir? It's uh, great to have you here. We we love that track. Uh, actually, I love all the songs that you uh, you suggested for today, but I thought that would be a good place to start. The American Dream, uh, great, great stuff, man. Really good. Thank you. Thank you very much. Man. I really appreciate that. Thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if you are just joining us, this is, of course, Matt Connerton Unleashed. We are live on this Saturday morning, February 24, 2024, from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM. And uh, Jenny and I are joined uh, by Joe from the band uh, The Great Fraud. And uh, Joe, I was reading about, about you, and um, you got off to a pretty auspicious start with this band. Uh, apparently, you formed in uh, 2012, and right out of the gate, you're winning awards. Uh, you won that uh, NYC Hard Rock Cafe band battle, and uh, not uh, not bad, my friend. <laughs> but I, yeah, yeah, that was that was a good year. It was a lot of fun. No doubt, no doubt. Um, are you uh, are you pretty active now? Are you guys playing a lot of shows? You doing a lot of stuff? Well, I just uh, I I just uh, had a baby about four months ago. Oh, congratulations! So I, I congratulations! Like, That's awesome. Thank you, thank you. She's adorable. She's she's doing great. So, I just uh, I took like I'm taking like almost a year off, like like eight months off or something like that. Yeah. Um, but we we are always recording more music. I mean, I got a ton of music that I'm always working on. So there will be a lot of music coming out. Um, you know, in the future, uh, I don't know when. It's you know still needs. Of these works to be done under, but um, sure. But there's a lot of stuff coming. Sure. What is the music scene like there uh, currently? I mean, I assume you're probably. I mean, it's got to be New York City, one of the most competitive music scenes in the entire world, right? I would imagine <clears> it's <throat> it's hard to kind of cut yeah, through I mean, everything. I'm in, I'm in New Jersey, but I'm right over the bridge from uh, George Washington Bridge by in Fort Lee. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, so yeah, in, in New Jersey's great. New York is great with music. A um, lot of talented musicians out here. I know a lot of them. There, um, I have a lot of friends out here that all play music, and um, there's some great um, locations where venues where people, you know, their bands play, and there's like open mics and stuff. There's some really good ones, um, and you know, everyone out here is like a family. It's really great, um, and you know, everybody kind of supports each other and helps each other out. You know, kind of bands kind of all um, interchange and mix and match and. Um, so it's, it's, I'm blessed. It's really great. I love, you know, I love playing with all the people that I play with. We do a lot of great music. I mean, the, the live shows are amazing and it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. And I feel that what you're doing too, uh, the great fraud, I feel like it's, it's kind of a timeless, you know, that, that sound it's, uh, it's, it's a familiar sound in terms of, of the style right, and the vibe right. and whatnot, but it, it, um, but there's a timelessness to it, which I think is really cool. <clears throat> and, um, right. You know, that's, that's kind of what I, you know, that's kind of what I uh, try and do. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what happened in music over, over the years. You know, I, I mean, I guess I, I'm a, a little snobby about it, but, <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I take music very seriously and I, um, I love music and I, I work very hard to try and get a sound, you know, get my sound to, to be as um, pure and authentic as possible, mm-hmm. um, especially when we're doing live shows. I mean, when we record, it's it's a little different. So, it's you know, it's very cleaned up and, and it's, 
it's got to be very um, radio-friendly, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, something back about, like, the music of the, of the uh, 20th century, you know, was just something magical about it that was captured back then that I just tried to <clears throat> carry over, you know. And um, it's, it's, it's what I'm looking for. It's what I try and do on a regular basis. And uh, the people who know me and, and play with me and, and, and play music with our band, and who are seeing our band, they kind of get that. They they understand that, like what you're saying. And um, I think that's what they love about it. And they, when musicians come and play with me, they're like, you know, they want to play with me because we kind of do that, you know. Not everybody does that anymore. Um, yeah. Now, has this band been, has it been the same lineup since the beginning? Uh, well, no, no. Well, well, so when, you know, when you book, so I, I kind of do everything myself. I, yeah. I, um, you know, I manage the band, I record, I do all the stuff myself. So I, I, what happens is when you have um, musicians and you're trying to book shows and you're booking, I mean, I've played a thousand shows over the last, you know, 10, 12 years. Um, when you're booking a lot of shows, not everybody can always make it. Right. You know, and sometimes last minute emergencies happen and things happen. And in the last minute, you, you know, you, you don't want to cancel a show. Right. That's the last thing you want to do. Um, so I have a lot of, really really talented friends and musicians who can kind of all swap and so i use like subs yeah and um so i had the original lineup which was which was me on guitar and vocals and then my 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 good friend uh tasso's harriatis on bass and tony marchesani on drums and uh phil carlin on harmonica and then you know over the years you know, things happen, kind of people, you know, Phil had to move to California, you know, Tasso moved to Florida for a year or two <clears throat> to do business. And so I had to find different guys who could come in and, and kind of take their spot. And and then what we ended up doing is just kind of subbing people in whenever they're available. So, like, sometimes I'll play out West Jersey. So the guys who live out there, they'll come and play the show. When I play South Jersey, the guys who are living closer to there, they'll play the show. And then what we get to do is kind of just, um, you know, kind of, um, kind of, I don't know what the word is to kind of like make the show according to who's playing. So the show's always kind of a little different. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it works out because all the guys that I, I work with, they're extremely talented. I work with the best musicians around and, um, they all know what I do. So they, they can do it. They can handle that kind of music and, uh, it, it always works out great. In a perfect, and I've been doing it for years. So yeah. Yeah. In a in a perfect world, or or at least a, a better one, um, is that is that kind of the the situation, the scenario that you're working with now, where you're where you're doing it that way, and you have different people you can play with and whatnot? Is that what you prefer, or is there a part of you that that wishes? You know, that, I guess I guess there is a part of me that prefers to do it with just three guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, or, but then there's also a part of me that loves playing with all these other guys. Right. You know, so I get to I kind of get to do both, and that's really great so you know at any moment i can call the original guys back together and do a show you know it's not like they're not there yeah they're always available if a, if a big show comes up or something like we've opened up for johnny winter we've opened up for marshall tucker um vanilla fudge these kind of guys you know old old time guys and you know we always get the, the band together for that kind of stuff you know if we went on tour right now i would have to see everybody's availability right you know, if we went on like a world tour you know not everybody can just go on a world tour so I'd have to I'd have to check with everyone and see who's free and see who's who's up for it, you know, and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then I would put together the best team for that kind of thing. You know? 
Yeah. I mean, and obviously you're in an area where you have access to a lot of musicians, which is, um, yeah, yeah. And, and they all know me that they, they love what we're doing. So they're always up for it. You know, is that where you're from? Is that where you're from originally? Did you grow up there? Uh, yeah, I was born and raised in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Okay. I'm living in Hackensack now, but you know, I live 10 minutes away. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, whenever I think of Fort Lee, I, I think of uh, some uh, some traffic problems uh, that they had there uh, yeah. some yeah, years ago. <laughs> That's but, what I think about when I think about it, too. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, yeah. that, oh, that's great. Um, now, uh, and you've also got this other project uh, that, uh, and, and we're, we're going to play that song, uh, too, in a little bit. But uh, tell us about the other project that you're doing. Um, well, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's... Um, what happened was, I have a few different projects that I'm doing, but yeah. um, for, for that one, what, what happened was one night, me and my wife were sitting around with a ukulele, and um, we started writing songs, and we wrote like six songs in one night, and I was like, you know, we should record these songs. And, you know, she helped me write them, she helped me come up with the ideas for all the songs, and I just kind of wrote them just like right off the bat. Yeah. And um, I was like, man, we got to record these, these sound great. So I, um, I just spent like, I don't know, six months just doing all the music by myself. And I recorded everything by myself. Wow. And then, and then, you know, it's mostly, it was all the songs were written on the ukulele. So they're all kind of based around the ukulele. And then I added other instruments, guitars, mandolins, you know, whatever I could get my hands on that sounded good. You know, and then what I did was I brought in a few um, outside musicians for anything I couldn't do. So, I worked with this lovely lady, Nicole Briglio, who is a dear friend. She's sweet. She's an amazing singer. And she's, um, you know, she'll kill me for saying this, but she sounds, she's got that, like, um, that um, authentic, you know, Broadway play Disney voice that she can sing like that, you know? Really? She can sing those really amazing um, type vocals. So we brought her in to sing um, a few songs because, the songs on this album, it's called Ukulele Love Boat. Mm-hmm. The project or the group is called Fools of Fortune. And um, you, so it's, it's called Ukulele Love Boat. And, we, and they're all love songs. Everything's a love song. And there's like, I don't know, out of, out of 15 songs or whatever it is, 15 songs or 16 songs, I think it's like eight or nine of them are duets. Oh, no so kidding. It's like a, a kind of call and response between a male vocal and a female vocal. And it's like, just, it's like a, a, a man and woman singing to each other. Yeah. Um, so, and that's kind of like how my, me and my wife wrote the songs, you know. Oh, wow. Um, so we brought in Nicole to sing them because she's got an amazing voice. My wife's not really like a, a professional singer. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that and songs sound amazing. They all came out great. I brought in um, a guy named Michael Robbins to play the violin and viola. We got a trumpet on there. We got a few different instruments that, you know, things that I don't do. Yeah. And um, it just, the, the album sounds amazing. You know? it, it, had you I'm ever, really, I'm really pleased with it. Had you ever done anything like this before or was this way out of your comfort zone? Um, well, you know, no, I do, I do, oh no, I do all kinds of different music. I yeah. mean, like I said, I have about 170 songs recorded that are sitting on a hard drive right now <laughs> that I'm working on. Wow. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I put out five albums. I put out two albums with The Great Fraud. I put out this Fools of Fortune album. Mm-hmm. I did another rock and roll, like modern rock and roll album for a, produ- for a producer in California of all, like, modern rock songs, with, but with digital drums. Um, huh. and, uh, and then I just did a Christmas album. I literally just did a, um, um, 16 Christmas carols. Oh, no all, kidding. Like, my favorite Christmas, Christmas carols. Yeah. 
And um, actually, it's on my it's on my website for free. Anybody can go on there and just download it. Oh, very cool. Very so, cool. You know, yeah, and uh, they sound amazing. So, you know, I do all kinds of different styles of music, mm-hmm. um, and I do lots of instrumental stuff. We do everything from hard rock to soft rock to, you know, everything in between. I mean, I just do everything. The blues, you know. Yeah. Um, I even do a little bit of, like, on, on the ukulele album, um, there's, like, like, kind of like a Celtic um, instrumental song that just sounds amazing. You know, so we do a lot of stuff. Are you one of these guys who, uh, I, I get so jealous, can you, you, you play, it sounds like you play a lot of different things, <laughs> like you can play. I do, I, and I teach yeah. too, I mean, I, I, I teach up in Rock Island Sound at Tarrytown. Oh, no kidding. Uh, New York. Yeah. And um, I, um, I teach guitar, I mean, guitar is my primary instru- instrument, Yeah. It's like my professional instrument. I, I also play piano, I teach piano, I play ukulele, uh, mandolin, bass, Jeez. you know, I teach bass, I teach wow. vocals, <laughs> I teach music production there. Um, I teach a little, I teach beginner drums. I'm not really the greatest drummer. Yeah, but I can I can play. I can keep a beat. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I teach whatever I can. Very cool. Well, listen. I think what we should do, yeah. Joe, is uh, let's play this track. Uh, this is called "Kick Off Your Shoes and Run." This is from okay. uh, uh, what's the name of the project again? I want to make sure we get the name right. <clears throat> so the name of the the group is called Fools of Fortune. Fools of Fortune. Fools gotcha. of Fortune. Yeah, Fools okay. of Fortune. And the album is called Ukulele Love Boat. And there's actually a song on the album called Ukulele Love Boat that, that I wrote for the, for the title. I just love the title. I thought it was great, you know. That is and a cool And the cover title. of the album, too, we got an artist to, um, it's like um, it's like a guy in a, it's like a man and a woman in like the medieval ages sitting in a love boat, in, in like a little boat in front of a castle playing, you know, playing like an old, like mandolin or whatever. <laughs> it's great. Very cool. It's a great album. Very cool. Yeah. So uh, we'll give this a listen. I hope list. you enjoy the song. I mean, this is this is one of my favorite songs on the album. This is actually, you can download this for free on my album on my website as well. It's a free download if you go on there. Cool, cool. Let's give this a listen, and then we'll come back and talk with you a little more about the Great Fraud, and then we'll you know we'll close out with with another song uh, from the band. But uh, yeah, very interested to uh, share this with everybody. So uh, here it is, uh, Fools of Fortune. This is called uh, "Kick Off Your Shoes and Run." Kick off your shoes and run All the boys are having fun Shoot your arrows at the sun Smile, girl. 
That is Kick Off Your Shoes and Run. That is uh, Fools of Fortune. And we have uh, Joe Marrero on the uh, phone with us uh, from uh, from uh, New Jersey, from, uh, where is it, Fort Lee? Is that where you are now, Joe? I'm in Hackensack right now, but oh, that's I was, right. yeah, I lived my whole life in Fort Lee. Hackensack, yes, yes. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's great stuff. And uh, so now, is that all you? Are you doing everything on that track? Yeah, yeah, yeah. except for the uh, viola. The viola was played by Michael Robbins. Okay, gentleman, I, I uh, brought in hired to, to play. Okay, very cool. Now, is that? Uh, tell me again, is that out right now? Can people get that right now? Uh, Fools of Fortune. So, so um, you know, the music industry is a little weird right now, <laughs> and um, you know, it's 
right now? <laughs> it's a little complicated, you know, with streams and free streams and Spotify and yep. TuneCore and all that stuff. I don't really, I used to be on that. Uh, I took my music down off that. Really? So it's really just on my website. If you want to, if you know who I am and you want to get the music, you got to go to my website. It's my last name, Marrero, M-A-R-R-E-R-O, music.com, marreromusic.com. I'm I'm curious to know more about that, Joe, because that's something that we uh, talk about a lot on this show. We talk a lot about uh, music business uh, matters, and um, yeah, what what went into that decision? So you pulled everything off, or at least with this, you pulled everything off the streaming sites, and it's strictly on your website. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because I, I I it doesn't really do anything for me. I don't do anything. It doesn't really get much for me unless I'm putting a lot of money into promotion mm-hmm. of it. In, in the same way, you know, if it's on my website, it, you know, in order to get the music out to people, you got to promote. Right. So I, that's why I appreciate you guys having me on here because, you know, um, you know, allowing me to speak to your listeners, that's, that's a big part of, you know, you know what I need to do um, is, is get the music out. I spend so much time uh, just playing music and recording music that, and booking music that that's another full-time job right there. Mm-hmm. And doing my other <laughs> jobs that it's, it's really, it's tough to just, promote yeah um and so you know um and and promote shows and and deal with schedules and all this stuff so i um i kind of took it off there because it wasn't i wasn't making any money really from it yeah Um, it's on youtube you know uh, well that that album is not on youtube it's going to be up on youtube within the next couple months okay but um you know because that it's kind of a like a project that we just kind of did and it you know it's hard to it's it's hard to manage two groups at the same time when sure. you're doing a lot of things. And especially when I was putting together this Christmas album, I really wanted to get that done so I could just kind of put it behind me. Yes. Um, so again, it's a lot of music that I'm making. So it's, it's, it's tough to kind of juggle all that. And then just at the same time, you know, grow a giant audience um, when you don't really have a, a huge team of professional guys working for you, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I kind of took it off there, especially because it cost me money. It cost me money to put it up there. Um, so, you well, know, well, that's... I ever got to pay, you know, every, every year to keep keep it up there. And if it's not really bringing me any income, it's not really worth it for me. You know? That is the cruel irony of it, right? It costs you money to put your music there and then you get uh, pennies. Yeah, and, you know, every time it's played, <laughs> the guy who owns Spotify is making a ton of money from it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not making nothing from it. Exactly. Anything. <laughs> so, you know, why should he make the money? Right, you know? right. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I don't think a lot of people realize that too. Uh, you know, unless they've done it, is that uh, yeah, you get you get pennies, and uh, but yeah, but you're paying to, to have your music on there. So that that is a great point. Right. That is a great point. Yeah. Um, we will uh, in a moment. We'll uh, we'll close out the segment with uh, "Life Is Good," another great song uh, from your band, uh, The Great Fraud, and the album "American Dream." How long is how long has this been out? "American Dream" has this been out for a couple of years? Uh, since the end of 2016. Oh, this has been out for a while. Okay. Well, see, but yeah, that goes yeah. back to what we were talking about earlier, how what you're doing is timeless. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but, and, you know, yeah, that's, that's what I'm hoping that, you know, it kind of will will stand the test of time, mm-hmm. um, you know. And then since then, we've been, like I said, I've been doing so much other music. So, like, I have another great broad album that's going to be coming out within the next, hopefully within the next year. Um, we do have to do a couple, we, we're, we're working on some new songs that we want to throw in there because we, we're going to change a few things around, yeah. but there will be another album coming out. It's going to be called In Fraud We Trust. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I love the title. And yeah, so that, that's, coming. <laughs> that's a great title. That's, uh, that's fantastic. 
Hey, uh, where do you record, by the way? Do you have a, a particular studio? Or well, actually, I mean, you do so much of it yourself. For all I know, you probably record in your own your own studio. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's yeah, exactly what I do, I do it in my house. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and yeah. Then, you know, when we have to do something live, like the full band, then we really have to get the full, you know, energy of the song. We'll go into a studio. Okay. You know, and we'll, we'll get the drums, and then we'll do overdubs later. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Well, uh, Joe, by the way, so you mentioned the website. Uh, please tell our listeners uh, so they know how to find your music. Uh, where's the best place to go, the website, and uh, anything else you want them to know about? Yeah, the website is moreromusic.com. It's my last name, Marrero, M-A-R-R-E-R-O. A lot of people have trouble with that, but yeah. that's, that's okay. That's my, that's my life. Yep. So .com, you can get, um You can get the music there. I mean, you got to pay for it. You know, but you get a good deal. You can get all three albums for like fifteen bucks. Oh, that is a good deal. Um, and that's like something like thirty-five songs or thirty-something songs or whatever it is. Actually, no, it's actually forty-five songs. Oh, okay. Got that. Got that so, um, right yeah, and then you know you can get free downloads if you're not sure if you want to buy it. You can download a couple songs. You can download the song "Kick Off Your Shoes" that you just heard. Mm -hmm. You can download the next song that's going to be played. Life is good for free. Um, and then I just put a Christmas album up there that's completely free. Sixteen the most beautiful Christmas carols you ever heard. And they're all instrumental. They're absolutely came out beautiful. They, they sound amazing. So I'm super pleased with that. And, um, yeah, a lot of stuff on there and there's going to be more stuff to come. So, um, yeah, Outstanding. that's kind of what I, what I do. Outstanding. We will have to, uh, yeah, you've got a lot going on. So we'll definitely have to have you back in the very near future. And, uh, and look, yeah, absolutely. And looking forward to, uh, to new music from the great fraud, but, uh, we'll close out with, uh, with a track uh, from American dream called life is good. And, uh, we'll let you go. But, uh, Joe Marrero, thank you so much for uh, calling in today. Uh, I really enjoyed talking with you. I love your music and, uh, we will Same do that. We'll do this again soon. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate all the kind words and, uh, yeah, you know, we're very blessed to do what we do. So, and, uh, you know, just good luck on everything you're doing and, and just keep it up, man. All right, Joe. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. Yep. Thank you. Take care. All right. The great Joe Marrero from the band, The Great Fraud and various other projects. But uh, check this out. This is called Life is Good. And then after this, uh, we have a very special guest with us live in studio. So don't go anywhere. Plenty more to come.
on down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar. Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, free dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. Bring your kitchen to life with Queen City Cabinetry. Located at 87 Elm Street in the historic Sunbeam Mall in Manchester. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They can be reached at 603-222-2007 or on the web at queencitycabinetrynh.com. Come see the possibilities. Queen City Cabinetry, another proud sponsor of WMNH. Diz's Cafe is the place to put a smile on your face. Judy and the crew will take care of you. Bring your appetite and treat your taste buds right. Diz's Cafe is always a winning choice. Breakfast, lunch, or supper. Diz's Cafe at 860 Elm Street in downtown Manchester. Dine in, take out, or make a reservation. Call 603 606 2532. Eat, drink, and be happy. Diz's Cafe. When it comes to keeping WMNH on the air and your own personal or business computer needs, trust Grolin Computers. Located on Elm Street in Manchester, Grolin handles computer repair, virus removal, and custom-built systems. Are you looking for budget-friendly options? Check out our selection of fully inspected used computers. We offer tailored, on-site solutions. No unnecessary expenses here. Visit Grolin.com or call Grolin Computers at 603-645-0101. Your tech, your way. Trust Grolin Computers. This hour on WMNH is sponsored by CGI Business Solutions, located at 5 Dartmouth Drive in Auburn. They serve all your business needs, including employee benefits planning, corporate design and business administration, investments and wealth management, and customized business insurance solutions. Their phone number is 866-841-4600 or on the web at cgibusinesssolutions.com. You are listening to WMNH 95.3. The commander to the supreme leader, Mezzo Cavendish. Welcome back, everybody. This is Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious Manchester, New Hampshire. Also, of course, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, etc., etc. It is Saturday, February 24, 2024. Uh, Jenny is here, of course, at the news table. I am. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Kenny Troon in the chat room. Nice to see you. And uh, John and Will Vega, you guys all in the chat room like to see you. Also have a shout out for Auto Fair Honda because they helped us buy a car over the weekend. And, not this weekend, last weekend. 
Yes. And um, and it was a good experience, very good experience, actually. Absolutely. It, Absolutely. Everything went perfect. Yes. You were saying you got a car there, too? Yeah, I got a um, Nissan Altima. That was fun. Stop oh, it. That was we bought. <laughs> we bought a Nissan Altima, too. Oh, do we? I'm sorry. Mine is a Rogue. Why was I saying oh. Altima? No, maybe because of But we're Altima siblings now. Yes, there, we are. There, there you go. So Eleanor is here. And uh, I was uh, trying to think, Eleanor, of how long I've known you. And it's I think I think it's been approaching twenty years. Yeah, definitely. I don't th I, I don't think it's been quite twenty, but approaching it. Definitely. And and I was trying to think of the first time I interviewed you on a radio show, and I believe it was you were in the band Eternal Embrace. Yeah. And I believe it was at Hammer's house, because Hammer from RageRockRadio.com. Yes. Who I haven't seen or talked to oh in a really God, long I time. I remember. I love that guy. Oh yeah, no shout, shout out to <laughs> shout Hammer. Shout out to Hammer wherever you are, if, man. Yeah, he's. I believe he's still in the area, but I think he got out of doing music yeah. entirely and and uh, runs a business now. But um, yeah, uh, without Hammer, I don't know if I'd be sitting here doing this. Actually, he I was. No, he was a mover and shaker, one big, of the OGs. <laughs> well, he gave me my first. You know, because I was a guest on uh, the Metal Classroom, which needed a new host, oh. and he ended up offering it to me. And that was like the first show that I ever hosted. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. The yeah. so life is That's coming amazing. full circle with between you guys. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy cool. Yeah. So I think that was the first time I ever, ever interviewed you. Um, and you've been doing a lot since then. And, and you've got a new, you've got something new that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So um, it's kind of great because it, it's been a really long time since I've been on the air. And now I've been on the air twice in the past two days. Yeah. <laughs> but usually I'm here for bands that I represent. Um, the band I manage, Dead Harrison, I've been mm -hmm. on the air with them for a couple times. But oh, this yeah. is the first yep. time that I'm on for just what I'm doing. Yeah, I was, kind of exciting. I, I was yep. thinking about that too because we had Dead Harrison we were talking about it, a yeah. few years ago, but but you weren't you didn't come with them that right. day. Yeah. yeah. But, but you'll have them back soon. They're putting out a new album. Excellent. In the spring, yeah. Good. It'll be very, very good. Good, good. So stay tuned for that. But for me, um, my new business is called the Midnight Creatives Collective, and we are opening next Thursday a music and art business bar, in quotations. It's mm -hmm. not an actual bar, but it's okay. going to be, um, you know, styled after the work bar concept. Okay. So where musicians and artists can come in and work creatively in tandem in a group setting together um, and have a very cool environment in which to do their work. And then we also have our Clubhouse podcast studio where we'll be renting out space for people, artists and musicians who want to do a podcast or mm -hmm. experiment uh, with video and uh, oh, streaming and things awesome. like that. Yeah. So we're going to do a couple different things out of this um, hub, so to speak. So we have, it's in a giant mail building uh, where all of the, most of the bands in Nashua practice. So there's 12, mm -hmm. 12 mostly metal bands in Nashua that practice in this metal building. Yeah. And in the in the front of the building is or was an office that was occupied for years and years and years. So here I am managing the bands out of the building, and then I really don't have a space at all except for in the studio. And then finally the office opens up, and I'm like, oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Opportunity. Yeah. So I thought... Well, now we can have something much bigger and greater to be able to help the most amount of people. So not only are we offering the space for, you know, just just being co-working space, we're also offering services mm -hmm. such as, you know, we'll help you build an EPK or help you create a website 
um, guide you on the music business itself and, um, you know, all the different chaotic stuff Mm -hmm. that goes on with that. Yeah. So we have a bunch of different layers to it. And um, it's there and designed to specifically help the underground musician and artist. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Excellent. Um, Was it when you realized that that space was open, was that when it kind of hit you to do something like this? Or was this something that you had in the back of your mind for a long time? So I went to school for music business in 2017 for my MBA. And Andre and I were like trying to start a venue. We wanted to build a venue, but then the pandemic hit. So Mm -hmm. it kind of got all backburnered. Yeah. So this space has kind of been available um, in various formations for a long time. But only when the office itself opened up did we decide to do... um, more with it yeah and now we're, we're even adding on to that uh we're doing a monthly underground music night called terminus okay so every month we're gonna curate a show with several different bands very low overhead so we don't have the overhead a venue has we're still going to be able to pay our our bands which right. is going to be very nice right, right. So that'll be an arm of the midnight creatives collective what we do as well as putting on events doing promo guerrilla marketing, all of that kind of stuff, too. Yeah. So the whole end goal, though, is to eventually find a space for a legitimate underground music venue in Nashua, New Hampshire. And luckily, the city is kind of into it because um, what had happened was a, a really, really strong supporter of the music scene in Nashua passed away recently. Oh. Yeah, his name was Steve Bork, and he was at every show, and he always had an after party. Really? He's a musician himself, yeah, yeah. and it was like an, a weekly thing, and he would invite all sorts of musicians to jam, and it would just be a great place for people to hang out, network, just be together in the music vibe. Mm-hmm. And then when he died, he kind of left a, a big hole for mm-hmm. something that, that no, people need, and it doesn't exist. So we want to kind of fill that hole in a way yeah, and in honor of Steve and what he meant to the music community. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what, what is in Nashua right now as far as live venues, and I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, there's nothing except for the bar scene, which doesn't allow the metal or underground, yeah. you know, heavy music into it because of the, it's also coupled with the restaurant scene. So there really is nothing for the, half the bands that we know yeah. to play anywhere. And there's a vibrant music community. Mm-hmm. So being able to do the underground shows with Terminus now is going to, you know, start bringing in traveling bands. So our first show is March 23rd, and we have a band coming up from Connecticut uh, when the deadbolt breaks. They're kind of traveling all the way to Vermont to do a Doom that's a cool, show. That's a cool name. Yeah, they've been together for 20 years, and they're huh. really, really heavy and experimental Doom. And so then I said, hey, well, why don't you guys come down the Doom train and yeah. stop and play with us? And so then they're going to do that. And it's a living room style show, so it's much more comfortable you can bring your own um byob uh it's just going to be more of a relaxed vibe but it's still very fun yeah oh. what time is that going to be starting that is going to be at 9 p.m on march 23rd oh. yeah the address is 134 Haines street and it's really difficult to find on purpose mm. so if you punch it into your gps it's likely to take you to the train station in the back of the building. Oh, okay. But you'll you'll find us eventually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you'll find us when you're meant to find us. Right. I put on my calendar. Yes. 
Now, so what's going to be going on at the open house? So we're opening up officially on Thursday. It's going to be a light, soft opening, uh, mostly for people to just see the progress that we've made in the rooms and the spaces. Yeah. Um, so it looks really chill, really cool. It has a great music vibe. Um, we're putting up an art wall uh, this weekend. So we're going to be not only helping musicians, but also artists. Mm -hmm. So people that want to reach the next level in their art career, sort of don't know how to set that up for themselves. We're here to help people start from that ground up. You know, all the stuff that we had to learn for the last 20 years yeah. on our own. Yep. Now we have that knowledge to teach people who want to get to that next level. And, you know, whether that means paid or whether that means, you know, more shows or whether it means, you know, doing their website so that it is self-sustaining to sell their music like the gentleman you just had. And that's yeah. what a lot of people are starting to do. Um, and a lot of people really don't know how to do that. So we're right. here to educate. We're here to support in any capacity um, with the knowledge that I have in 25 years of music business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you have any, uh, the studio line is open. If you have any questions or anything at all for Eleanor, 603-250-6007, uh, 603-250-6007. Um, now, in terms of, uh, so you, you still manage Dead Harrison, obviously. Are you managing anyone else as well? No, or? not right now. Um Right now, I think just the consultancy and development piece for every band that I can offer is, um, you know, more a consultant kind of base or uh, advisory capacity. Yeah. But that way people can utilize all of my skills instead of me just focusing on one band. I can focus across many different underground genres, so to speak. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it, it's really cool to have one band that you manage. But when you've gotten to the level that I've taken Dead Harrison to, you kind of want to pass that on to others. Sure. You know, sure. if you can. Yeah. So, yeah. And I have a couple partners. Um, it's interesting because we've got a very different model than most businesses. Mm. We hire people um, who can offer services and we're not uh, necessarily doing payment just yet we're doing exchange and trade yeah and we're also helping people who have disabilities who want to do something amazing in the community uh, as artists and musicians but can't necessarily work in the main workforce so we're providing them an avenue for their own success i'm mentoring these two beautiful women Belfie ham and rosie witchcott um and I think you remember Anderson Marr from back in the day, I do, right? Yeah, yeah. So she mentored me, gave oh, no all kidding. of herself to me as a young woman in business, never even asked me for any payment. I was just given the information on how to be a woman in the music business from like day one. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do now in her honor because she passed away several years back. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, it was such a tragedy and a loss. But everyone had always said to me, oh, you're going to fill Anders' shoes. And I was always like, no, 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 I could never. But at this point in my life, I really feel like, yeah, I can give back in that way that she gave to me. Yeah. So people who want to be at that next level in their career and just want to do more, I just want to help them to achieve that. Yeah. And with regards to the people who have disabilities, it's a more comfortable um, environment in which for them to work mm -hmm. so without that kind of pressure of the nine to five. Yeah. What do you think is, um, is there something that you think is sort of the number, maybe number one or, or what, what do people need help with the most in terms of, of music and, and career guidance? Well, there's a lot of things. There's a <laughs> lot of moving pieces, as you know, in the yeah. industry. And a lot of it starts with your professional presentation and how you communicate with people. Mm -hmm. Um, I hear all the time, you know, they're not getting back to me. I sent, um, text after text and message after message, but nobody's saying anything to me. 
click, well, do you have an EPK? Do you have something that professionally presents you and what you do in your catalog of work? Does it sound good? You know, is it presentable? Is it not just a demo, you know, that sounds like it was recorded in your garage? Right. So all of these things, like in the business development sense, I can start with people and look at what their goals are and kind of guide them to how we can lay out a plan for them. Mm -hmm. And it's not just for marketing or promotional purposes. It's the whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, start to finish. You need to be a part of a music pro to get yourself registered. You need to copyright things. And um, at what point are you ready to be a registered business? And I can get people to those levels as well. Yeah. But also the basic things like your social media presence um, and how to just communicate with your fans uh, as a, a person, you know, you, they want to hear from you, not from, you know, your manager, so to speak. Right, right. Yeah. So there's lots of techniques that we can teach people on how to be more successful in their field. Yeah. Especially when they want to ramp up. And it's not always about how much money you make. Right. Your success level, especially in this industry. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we can also, you know, find avenues so that you are getting more payment oriented service back. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. No, I, I think that's uh I think that's very uh very positive. Um Oh, I'm I'm sorry, let me put I, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> sorry. Oh my, I'm loud now. Um with artists, are you going to, you said something about putting a wall, are you going to be putting yes. art up and then teaching them how to like maybe get into art shows or? Yes. Yeah, so part of my other uh, life and training was my father was my mother's artist representative. And when he was done with that, he trained me to do it. So I know how to represent artists as well and get them into different shows and teach them how to put their website together professionally as well. Um and doing all the things I do for musicians, for artists. So inside the MCC off business bar is going to be a red art gallery wall. We're going to have resident artists um, who we have up for a month and they can consign their art and sell it to the public. And we'll have a page on our website, which will be fully active for like a, um, like a Shopify page. And then, you know, we'll rotate out a different artist each month. So this first month we have our partner, Rosie Witchcott, and her amazing punk rock art. And then um, a couple months from there, we have Prospero Eaton, and he's a wonderful artist in, in a, like a psychedelic manner out from Boston that we know and love. And, but we have space the whole year for different spots for artists. So we want people to reach Ooh. out to us. <laughs> like you, Jen, <laughs> and reach out and we'll put you on the calendar and um, it's going it's going to be a really interesting wall. So we're today building it. We're hanging chains from the wall and it's going to have hooks so that each person's canvas can neatly fit in nice. different sizes. And it's just going to look badass, really metal looking. Oh, very cool. <laughs> you know, you you guys uh, will we'll talk probably when, and you're look. I can't speak right now. Oh, you you're so that? excited. You oh, my speak. gosh. <laughs> the Mosaic Art Collective here in Manchester. I recently saw it would, that. Yeah, I was just saying, you, I'll definitely have to introduce you I'll to them that. because here, here's a small gallery you could get artists into as well. Absolutely. It's a nice space. It sounds like you guys would be like sister ships. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. No yeah, doubt. and once we ha start having more traffic, and the thing um, with the Music Business Bar is we've been having a lot of traffic from high rollers, too, so... Mm. We, we like that kind of attention that people in the industry are seeing what we're doing mm -hmm. and producers are kind of like having their eye on us. Oh, good. Absolutely. Yeah, we have somebody from, um, it's 
the hip hop community who's coming to visit us uh, during the open house and he's thinking about investing in what we do. Mm. So we're looking for people who are who believe in what we're doing and want to invest or donate during that open house. And right now we're in the phase two of our planning. We need equipment because we're needing to build the podcast studio. Yeah. We want to have dedicated workstations for artists and musicians with all sorts of resources. You know, it's, for me, no more searching for all like, who do I find in New York? It's going to be listed in a database. So yeah. if you want to travel to New York, these are your contacts. Nice. Yeah. So it's, you know, for me, it's been a lot of building that database over the years. And I just want to share it with people. Mm-hmm. I think people deserve to have uh, access to information like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so remind us, uh, we're, wow, it goes so fast. We're already approaching the top of the hour. You're welcome yeah. to, to stick around. DJ Reckless is here. We're going to. We're going to get uh, caught Shout up with him. Shout out to Leslie so, in the chat room. I can see you. You can say hello. Your mic is on. I'm here. You're here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a little. He's still alive. He is, yes. But uh, but you're, you're welcome to stay, Eleanor, for the next hour if okay. you want to. Thank it, you so much. No, no, no pressure, but if you want to be a part of the discussion. Um, but uh, remind us again about uh, the, the open house coming up yeah, uh, Thursday. Thursday. Next Thursday, oh, my God, <laughs> at 6 p.m., probably from 6 to 10, because we'll showcase um, Dead Harrison, who's playing in the rehearsal room next door, and that's where Terminus is also going to be. It's a very large rehearsal room, so it's not your typical. Oh, cool. So you'll nice. see the business bar rolling out. We'll have a little wine reception. You can see the progress on the podcast studio and um, the sound stage. It's also going to eventually be a karaoke pod for rentals uh, for private karaoke parties there as well. And then you'll get a tour of the entire um, mill facility and get to see exactly what we're trying to do. Outstanding. So that's yeah, six o'clock, 134 Haines Street. Um, Just try to keep to the right. No, I'm sorry, to the left of the building. uh, And we're on the second floor. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Very good. And of course, uh, Jenny and I will be there and we're looking forward to that. Yes. Absolutely. Yes, come say hi. Yes, yes. I'd love to meet you. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, anytime. Thanks for thanks for coming, Eleanor. And uh, we are approaching the top of the hour, so uh, in a moment we're going to uh, show some love to our amazing sponsors. But we're also going to do, uh, we have Eric Pilcher's classic film review. And uh, as we uh, continue to celebrate Black History Month, uh, this week the subject is the 2015 film Straight Outta Compton. He and, did such uh, a great job on this. He does, he yes. He always does a really great job. That's right. And after that, DJ Reckless is here, his uh, his first time in the new location here at Canal Street. Yeah. Is this your first time? Yeah. This is his first time here, yeah. Jeez, I thought he'd already been here once. No. Oh, he, wow. He was supposed to. Uh, he, had oh. expressed, he had expressed great interest, but oh, never yeah. never quite got up early enough to uh, to be here. Oh, but yeah. But here he is. That'll do it. That seems <laughs> about oh, 100% right. about a month. <laughs> It's <laughs> a few months to wake up. But here he is. All right. <laughs> Sounds about right. So we have uh, we have plenty more to come, but uh, here's Eric Pilcher's review of Straight Out of Compton. I heard you've been spending a lot of time at your auntie house. How's the couch life? Got my woman and my baby living there. It's hard, man. But you know, everybody can't do what you do. Really, what I do getting played out, Dre. Where the money at? But why you gotta be so ruthless, cuz? I make a few changes. Where you think you're going? I'm just trying to get home. That's my son. You need to get back in the house or I will ruin your life. Hey. I gotta talk to my moms like that. You had the chance to change the situation. Would you take it? Just hit that first beat hard, all right? You cruising down the street. All right. Cruising down the street in my 6 foot. Hey, that was dope, eh? 
You're listening to Compton's very own Ice Cube, Easy E, and Dr. Dre. I gotta tell you, you are witnessing history. People are scared of you guys. You have a unique voice. The world needs to hear. They want NWA? Let's give them NWA. This is only the tip of the iceberg, gentlemen. What's going on? What do you have in that bag? Are you kidding me? You can't take that in the bus. When I'm called on, I got a sword on. Songs glamorize gangs and drugs. Our art is a reflection of our reality. You guys supposed to be somewhere? These are artists. Rap is not an art. You cannot come down here and harass my clients because of what they look like. I promise you, things gonna be different from here on out. Listen, to be honest with you, I don't know anything about hip hop, but I know that you're special. You want to be involved with this gangster life? Here we go. Speaking of the truth, and people lose their mind. This isn't the Crips and Bloods. This is a threat from the federal government. They're trying to tell us what we can't play. This man drove in your way. Yo, Dre, what up? I got something to say. We can keep going, man. We can take over the goddamn world. Never let a gust of wind and I'm dead. Believe in memory, no one will be forgetting. So as I leave, believe I'm stopping. But when I come back, boy, I'm coming straight out of town. In 1987, a music group was formed when five men had a vision of bringing the reality of their life in Compton, California to the masses. These men, Easy e Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, MC Ren, and DJ Yella used their lyrics and beats to rise to the top of the American music scene. Although their run together was only two years, they created a timeless and enduring legacy that is the subject of this week's film review. Released in 2015, directed by F. Gary Gray, Straight Outta Compton tells the story of the rise and fall and legacy of the rap group N.W.A. The film stars Paul Giamatti, Jason Mitchell, Corey Hawkins, and O'Shea Jackson, who portrays his father, Ice Cube. The best way to start this review is with the beginnings of this group, and who better to tell that tale than the producer, Dr. Dre. In this interview, he talks about how the group started. The film, him and Ice Cube were executive producers, and the telling of the tale of the late Easy e who died in 1995 due to HIV-AIDS-related complications. I was living with my mom, and, you know, at that time, her idea of what my future was going to be didn't agree with my idea, so um, I decided to uh, leave and go spend some time at my aunt's house, which happened to live two houses down from Cube, and that's how we met. And, um, you know, we used to make mixtapes and do different things in the garage and what have you, and what we would do was take popular songs at the time, Mm -hmm. and Cube would change the lyrics and make them dirty. The craziest part about this revolution that we started is mm. this album, Straight Outta Compton, was only done in six weeks, five days a week studio time, you know what I mean? Wow. At three hours a day, you know? So it was crazy how this happened, and it just let me know how powerful I could be. I'm like, damn, if people are buying this, wait till I really get a chance to get in the studio on some real equipment with some real time. 
He was one of 18 kids picked out of 3,000 to go to Juilliard. So um, that mm -hmm. tells you a little bit about what his talent is yeah. and what his capabilities are. But he's doing an amazing job. Mm -hmm. But overall, the movie is just freaking me to out sometimes. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. just it's just weird watching watching my character being portrayed but it's a really cool thing around the set it's just been all love we've been in some really really rough areas in compton and in south central and it's just love. been a, nothing but love nothing but love man and i'm you know and i really appreciate that you know and we're going to make the city proud because this movie is going to be something that's incredible and i'm excited about it with easy it was um really important to me that we got his story right and we made and we represented him in the right way mm -hmm. you know what i mean is it, you know I, I read some things where people were saying that we might be attacking or anything something like that it's just that's just stupid mm -hmm. you know what i mean um easy was a very close friend of ours where um we've gotten comments from his family mm -hmm. that and they've actually been on set you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. I actually wanted to be here to make sure I gave it the right energy to make sure everybody knew that I was serious and I'm really behind what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to make sure that these certain intricacies don't get missed or skipped because no matter how many stories we tell and no matter what the script is, when you start shooting it, there might be like small little things mm -hmm. that you would only know if you were there mm -hmm. that matters in the movie. So I'm gonna, I was here for that as well. Where NWA excelled was their ability to paint a picture of their life. They dealt with firsthand police brutality, gentrification, the horrible effects of Reaganomics, and racial profiling. Our next two clips are examples of this. First, the group, while recording the album Straight Outta Compton, are harassed by local police in Torrance just for simply standing outside the recording studio until they are passionately defended by their manager, Jerry Heller played by Paul Giamatti. And then in a brief clip, the group answers questions at a press conference following their arrest for performing the song F the Police at a concert in Detroit. You guys lost? Huh? Supposed to be somewhere? Yeah, here, we working. Oh, you working? Yeah, I bet. What we do? We'll find out in a minute what you did. Get your ass on the ground now. Get on the ground. On the ground? What's supposed to do with this? On the ground. What we do? Hey. Get out. Get on the ground now. Get your punk ass on the ground. Let's go. Hands behind your back. Interlock your fingers. You got us on the ground like this for, officer. For our protection. Hey. Seven of you. Four of us. So sit tight and let us do our job. Hey, officer, I'm sorry. What is going Sir? on? Now? Can you stay right there, please? We're trying to check these bangers, make sure they're clean. All right, I'm sorry. These are not bangers, okay? These um, these are artists. Excuse me, artists? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. What kind of artists? Rappers, and they're working with me in the studio right now. Well, see, rap is not an art. And I'm sorry, who are you? I'm the manager. Well, you're wasting your time, Mr. Manager. You gotta be kidding me. You're wasting your time? Really? These, these clients of yours, these yeah. rappers, yeah. they look like gang members. You can't come down here and arrest people just because of what they look like. Are you crazy? But that's police harassment. You said you're a manager, right? Yeah. Not a lawyer. Does that matter? You cannot come down here and harass these guys because they're black. People have rights. Step, step back. Right, step fine. back. I'll step back. You let them up. Get up, guys. Come on, Eric. You don't tell them get to up. get up. I'm stepping we back. We will decide that. You have no idea. The people I know. I'm going to call the mayor's office. Step back. Now get up. 
Get up now. Okay. And you keep your people in line. You understand? Now, the press conference. Like y'all just got a snapshot of how Americans really feel. We gave the people a voice. We gave the people truth. Yeah, but your songs, they glamorize the lifestyle of gangs, guns, drugs. Our art is a reflection of our reality. What you see when you go outside your door? I know what I see. And it ain't glamorous. You get AKs from Russia and cocaine from Colombia. And ain't none of us got a passport, so... Yeah. Might want to check the source. Yeah, next question. Will you be more careful about what you say, how you say it? No. Probably not. No. Wow. Freedom of speech includes rap music, right? But we exercise in our First Amendment, as far as I'm concerned. And the government wrote that. Despite the involvement of the estate of Eazy-E and the other surviving members of N.W.A., the film had controversy upon release. This was mainly due to the alleged depiction of manager Jerry Heller. Heller himself felt it was a false, stereotypical depiction of white managers of African-American groups. He also accused the group of lifting stories from his autobiography, Ruthless, to put in the film. He filed a lawsuit two months after the release of the film, and two years after Heller's death, the lawsuit was dismissed. Our last two clips are the start of the downfall of N.W.A. First, Ice Cube goes to sign his contract with Ruthless Records and learns the evil side of the record business. And then Dre confronts Eazy-E regarding Heller's practices. Good to see you, Cube. I can barely see you, Jerry. Okay. I know that you've been very eager to sign a contract with Eric's company, Ruthless Records. Eric's company? Ain't it your company, too? That's incorrect. It's not my company. I work for you. You work for me? Uh-huh. I've made that clear from the beginning. All right, cool. So I could take this to a lawyer or somebody, right? Cube, those guys are paid to make trouble. They're going to create problems where no problems exist. Jerry, you know I don't know what none of this leads. All right, none of us do. We're going to need a lawyer before we sign anything. Everybody else has already signed. I thought you knew this. You're the only one who hasn't. There's also this. $75,000. You sign the contract, and all this money is yours. That's my money anyway, Jerry. I earned that money. Now I wrote a lot of his songs. Mm -hmm. We've been performing on this tour for months, selling out shows, selling records. I know it's plenty of money. <laughs> really? Jesus Christ. Give me my money, Jerry. How the hell do you think this works? How the hell do you think all of this gets paid for? The hotel rooms, the tour buses, security, the parties, all this. You think it gets paid for? You think it's free? Why are you doing this now? If we were so good, why didn't you give us contracts in the beginning? Because nothing is a sure thing, Cube. Even a great talent can crash and burn. Too much ego, too much excess, too many expectations. It tends to ruin things. You ought to keep that in mind. It's Eric's company, right? Bye, Jerry. Now, Dr. Dre leaves the group he helped create. 
So what's up? You want to talk to me on the phone, man? You sounded pretty worked out. Yeah, I know you don't like hearing. It's about Jerry. We got to get rid of that. That's really why you came here? It's real. been happening since the beginning. I had some people look into this. I ain't been getting my fair share. Do you even know why you rich, though? Do you know why you got a big-ass house and you ain't sleeping on your auntie couch no more? Because Jerry made that possible for us. He kicked down the door for that happen for us. And you just gonna turn your back on him? What you killed now? You was right, fool. Hey, look at the papers, man, and you'll see what they're talking about. And forget about Jerry, man. You keep talking about Jerry this, Jerry that. We didn't make it because of Jerry. We made it because of don't. And we can keep going, E. We can own the goddamn world, but we just can't with him no more. Man, we started this N.W.A. Just wanted to be right. And this is what you think, right? Turning your back on somebody after all they've done for us. You mean all they've done for you. Right? Look at me. Look at me. When Tyree died, you said we was always going to be brothers. But I guess you forgot about that. I'm starting my own company with Suge Knighty. Thought we were brothers, man. Music biopics are nothing new in film, but this film shifted how they are viewed. They are mostly looked at as fictional accounts. The broader picture is true. However, dramatic liberties are taken, but this film is the exception because it was done by those that lived it. Unlike Notorious, in All Eyes on Me, biopics about the late rappers Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac Shakur respectively, these are not secondhand accounts. They are first-hand tales of the rise and fall of the first rap supergroup, and the story is masterfully told, and it's told by those that lived it. The mere fact that even today, the lyrics, visuals, and ideas N.W.A. still presented are a part of the fabric of popular culture, are a testament to the influence and sheer greatness they exude. They changed not just rap music, but music in general, by presenting a reality that we didn't know outside of after-school specials or articles in local newspapers. It wasn't bubblegum pop or cookie-cutter rhymes that dominated the rap scene at that time. It helped launch the rap careers of Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Easy e into the stratosphere. The film is the afterword of their success, and it's our privilege that they are the ones that were able to share it with us. I hope you join me next week when we look at the much maligned, however, lately appreciated David Lynch film, Dune. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. For WMNH and Matt Connerton Unleashed, this has been a classic film review with Eric Pilcher.
up. Tell them where you're from. Straight out of Compton. A brother with his finger on the trigger. But once I take out my rep, gets bigger. I'm the ruthless killer, and you know this. But the suckers in the public won't show this. But I don't really care, I'ma make my snap. If not from the records, from jacking a crap, just like burglary. The definition is jacking. But when illegally on, it's called packing. Like a fool out the set. About somebody talking trash and put them in check. So if you had a show in the front row, in the city of Compton, boy. Come on down to the Hop Knot at 1000 Elm Street, Manchester's premier craft beer and gourmet pretzel bar. Tell us more, Trudy. We make our dough fresh every day. We make a variety of styles of pretzels and serve craft beer, cocktails, and a few bottles of wine. We do the traditional pretzel, and we have multiple flavors for that. We also do stuffed pretzels, pretzel sandwiches, three dessert pretzels, and pretzel knots. The Hop Knot in the Brady Sullivan Plaza at 1000 Elm Street. Bring your kitchen to life with Queen City Cabinetry. Located at 87 Elm Street in the historic Sunbeam Mall in Manchester. Open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. They can be reached at 603-222-2007 or on the web at queencitycabinetry.com. 
nh.com. Come see the possibilities. Queen City Cabinetry, another proud sponsor of WMNH. Diz's Cafe is the place to put a smile on your face. Judy and the crew will take care of you. Bring your appetite and treat your taste buds right. Diz's Cafe is always a winning choice. Breakfast, lunch, or supper. Diz's Cafe at 860 Elm Street in downtown Manchester. Dine in, take out, or make a reservation. Call 603-606-2532. Eat, drink, and be happy. Diz's Cafe. When it comes to keeping WMNH on the air and your own personal or business computer needs, trust Groland Computers. Located on Elm Street in Manchester, Groland handles computer repair, virus removal, and custom-built systems. Are you looking for budget-friendly options? Check out our selection of fully inspected used computers. We offer tailored, on-site solutions. No unnecessary expenses here. Visit Groland.com or call Groland Computers at 603-645-0101. Your tech, your way. Trust Groland Computers. This hour on WMNH is sponsored by CGI Business Solutions, located at 5 Dartmouth Drive in Auburn. They serve all your business needs, including employee benefits planning, corporate design and business administration, investments and wealth management, and customized business insurance solutions. Their phone number is 866-841-4600 or on the web at cgibusinesssolutions.com. You are listening to WMNH 95.3. The command guy, do the supreme leader, Mezzo Cavite. Welcome back, everybody. This is Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious Manchester, New Hampshire. And uh, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Today is Saturday, February 24, 2024. Uh, Jenny is here, of course. Present and accounted for. And his first time in the new studio but uh, certainly not his first time on the program. DJ Reckless is here. Oh, hi. Hello. Yeah, it's like it's like illegal to get me up at this time of day. Uh huh. This uh-huh. will never happen again. Well, it's it's morning, but it's late morning. That's true. It's like eleven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, what it's almost a- afternoon. Right. Well, I was, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought that that pause was there because I thought. Um, that Jay-Z song was going to come on, so I'm a little hurt. Oh, my goodness. I'm a little hurt. Oh. It's been so long. That you did not play 99 Problems, oh, but it's okay. No. Oh, no. no. Okay. You, you stinker. Yep. You had one job. I it totally one job, forgot. Right. One job. Just one. That's it. I forgot. He messed it all up, didn't he? Yep. What are we going to do with him? Um, well, it's not, it's not I'm going to replace him. It's not too oh. late. Just kidding. Live on Saturdays at WMH 95.3. Yeah, no. DJ Reckless Unleashed. Mm-mm. So if you're uh, if you haven't heard Reckless on the show before and you're confused, so uh, Reckless is is one of our uh, you know you're more than a guest. You're like a uh, friend of the show. I live with you. 
Yeah, well, that too, yes. So uh, you I'm have, your pain in the rear end every day. So you have your own theme music, and I. But it's been so long, I forgot. Plus, we're in new environs. Uh, so here it is. Let me do this again. New environ. Run it back. Envi- Take two. <laughs> environs. Yeah. Oh, r- run it back. The young people say that. Okay. Oh my. Here it. Here he is. Returning to the program. His first time here in the new studio. DJ Reckless is here. If you having girl problems. Bingo, bingo, right on the money. What's up? That is indeed not true right now, but it's okay. There we go. I do have girl problems, but it is okay. Do you? Always. Yeah. Always, man. You know, it's it's, It's a a hard knocks life out there. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh boy, what's wrong with you? It's a hard knock life. I knew that was. Come on. Well, it's also a Jay Z reference. Jay Z's a a legend. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Absolutely. He just won the um, Dr. Dre Award. Right? The Dr. Dre Award? Yeah, the Dr. Dre Award at the Grammys. Oh. Yeah, and then he called out um, the Academy for not giving, what's her name, his girlfriend, album of the year. And Beyonce? going to get roasted. Yes. Oh, I'm going to get roasted. What was he doing as, uh... oh, it doesn't matter. Um... <laughs> but, uh, wow. Yeah. And then... Well, how do you feel about it? Beyonce not getting album of the year ever? She has never won album of the year? Nope. Wow. I think she's an incredible artist. I don't if, if I'm correct. I, I think her correct music me if I'm is wrong. great. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's album of the year. I it's it's kind of like I am a little disappointed because everybody's she hopped on that country kick and she's releasing a country album. Yeah. And I listened to the song she released at the Super Bowl, which great rollout by the way, great play by 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 her her management and her sure and the NFL for that. That was terrible. I haven't actually listened to the song yet. I did. I love it. Do it's you? terrible. Oh, stop it. Negative nanny over here. You can't here. go pop to country. You can go country Yes, pop. you can. No, you can. Name yes, one person can. that has. Um, Dolly Parton. She didn't go pop to country, did she? She went country to pop. Yeah. Right. He's saying you can you go can't. country to pop, but you can't go pop to country. Yes, you can. Why can't you? Why not? Why does there have to be rules? I don't know, but everyone that's tried has sucked. But I don't. I don't agree with you. I think her new song is great. But who I el- like it. But who else has tried though? Who's gone? Who else has gone from pop to country? I can't Make think of anybody. Nanny. Um. Uh-huh. I don't know. But, uh-huh. Beyonce. No, but you're gonna see that because country is so it's hot right now. 100. percent I'll tell you what. As opposed to what it was last year. Well, I'm not a big. I'm not a big country fan, but you know what? I always say modern country, in terms of production. In every way, mixing and mastering all of it, Nashville has it figured out. Oh, yeah. Like, I, you know, I mean, I have a background in audio production, and I listen to, you know, any modern country song. Something I always pay attention to in any music is the drums. How are the drums produced? Oh, Nashville's got it figured out. Oh, yeah. I mean, Even, every time I go to Nashville, we, we always end up in the studio. I'm always mind blown by these producers and uh-huh. sound engineers. Yeah. I would have never thought of that. Yeah. Half of the half of the tips and tricks that they do, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the guitars sound great. I mean, again, and, and but you know they've they've taken a lot of. Uh, um, I don't know if inspiration is quite the right word, but a, a lot of the way modern country is produced is sort of derivative of the way '80s hair metal was produced. Yeah. That's where that drum sound comes from. But they've but but they've perfected it. I mean, it's really remarkable. Somebody has, I can't remember his name now. Somebody has a, and it's not new. It came out within the last year. 
Somebody has a song called World on Fire, a country song called World on Nate Fire. Nate Smith. Yes. I'm with him. Um, I haven't exactly said this, but I'm opening for him at the arena. You April are? 6th. Yeah. No kidding. I oh, locked wow. that in like the beginning of last month. Oh. Yeah. Wow. We'll talk more about that. That's a big deal. Yeah, no, Nate Smith is awesome. He, yeah. Um, he blew up too. Like, obviously, he did the whole, the whole, um, what's it called? The whole, obviously, like touring, independent, and then signing and stuff. But like, he, his, his music's been insane. He's like three top 100s. Yeah, for people who don't know who we're talking about, so this is this is his song, World on Fire. Like again, I'm not a big country guy, but I really like this song. Here, we'll just hear just a little bit of this so people know. You call it quiz. You could have done it right. You could have left the sound out of it when you say goodbye. You ruined everything I love. Rip my heart right. You gotta hear the chorus. By the way, I've got the video playing. The drummer in his band looks like uh, Jay Bello from uh, Chasing the Devil. <laughs> Shout out, Jay, if you're listening. But, Jay, if you haven't seen it, check out the video. You, you, the, the drummer, I swear, he's your uh, doppelganger. But, um, but yeah, but you see what I mean, though? Like, the, yeah. the way the drums sound. I hope it, everyone knows the minute that song is played at the concert April 6th, I'm going absolutely feral because I love that song. Yeah. I uh, don't know why. Great. It. Oh, it's a great song. It's a great song. So you're opening for him? Yes. I'm wow. opening for him and Ernest um, because of Snoo and very cool. My country, my my college connections. Yes, yeah, I'm really excited for that. That's that's a bucket list. Yeah, wow, excellent. Um, now, what else have you been doing? Where else have you been? Uh... Murphy's. Yeah, Murphy's and Six Hundred Three as always. Because I don't think uh, I don't think you were doing Murphy's yet the last time you were on. I don't know. No, I think I was because I had been doing it since September. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Sure I was on in November, October. Oh time, it's all a blur. Yeah, that's a fact. But no, um, yeah, Murphy's has been insane building that college night. Yeah. We are doing a solid 200, 300 people a, a week at, a week right now. No kidding. Last week was insane. Yeah. It was wall to wall, which is awesome. To me. But yeah, got a, and I'm working on on all my summer residencies, going back to Wally's this summer. Yeah. Stuff like that. I'm trying to get 603's nights going. Yeah. I really want to build a solid Friday in the city, but it's really hard because you've got so much competition. Mm -hmm. And I'm learning how political this nightlife thing is now, and I'm just kind of like, well. In what way? What do you mean? Is it is it like super cutthroat? Yep. Yep. Always is, unfortunately. Hmm. It's ridiculous. In what way? Like what? Like no names, but it, like what hmm. kind of thing... For uh, for 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 someone who's interested in in doing what you do, like what what is what are some things to look out for to just be aware of, because you've you've built a name and you you've had a lot of success pretty quickly. Like what like people are gonna bandwagon. I'm realizing it now. People are gonna bandwagon and try to use you for what you have and not who you and not like care about you. Really? Yeah, I've realized that. Mm -hmm. Just think about it. Like a lot of the DJs I've given bookings. I'm like, you know, it would be nice if, you know, you gave me a booking in return so I could get down to the Boston scene. Right. But how often do I play in Boston? Mm. 
how many times have I put a different DJ on at Murphy's? You know, how many times have you seen a different name on that flyer? Right. How many times did I put a DJ up in Wally's and I yeah. didn't get any appreciation for it? Yeah. So it's like, I'm kind of just whatever about it. Yeah. But, you know, what goes around comes around. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then, like, promoting, promoting for me, obviously, you've seen my Thursdays. I don't know how I have so much luck on that day, and then the next day, I'm just like, whatever. Well, is it because Thursday is a big college night? I think so, and I think I think the kids stay on campus. Well, that, yeah. Well, my impression has always been that uh, Thursday is a big college night because you know a lot of a lot of the college kids go home for the weekend, but so Thursday is like their Friday. Yeah, but for like up here, you only have two colleges compared to like Boston, where you have like fifteen in a well, one yeah. mile radius. Yeah, of course. You know that you can promote to. I only have two. So like, and my Thursdays are the biggest Thursdays in the city right now. Mm-hmm. depending who you ask but like yeah. and it's it's really crazy because it's it's been a cascading thing because when I started at Murphy's doing their bar nights I didn't have a night and I was like well towards the beginning of September Keith Murphy came to me and was like hey I want you to do a college night I want you here's the specials do what you need to do we made a flyer I sent it out personally to probably at least 300 kids. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was just the first the first party, four or 500 kids. Next one, same thing. Next one. And we've, we've had those, those weeks where it's been hit or miss. Yeah. But we need those, unfortunately. Got to pay our dues to the nightlife gods. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah. And then, like, my, in December... We did the end of the end of the semester ugly sweater party. Yeah, we did about eight hundred kids. Yeah, that night. Wow, that was insane. There was a line down the street. Yeah, and now it's just getting six oh three to do the same thing. Right, but it's it's a work in progress. Yeah, and I I don't give up. So no 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 you've uh, you've stuck with it and uh, unfortunately some days you have a lot to be proud of. Yeah, why do you say unfortunately some days? Nightlife is toxic. People don't talk about it, but it's really toxic. In, in, in what sense? You, you're very sleep deprived. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you're going to have those nights that it's dead and it's going to get to your head. Really? You're going to have a lot of people that don't like you because of what you do in the industry because they're jealous and envious. Mm-hmm. And they want what you have. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's always a thing. And that's where, and you lose a lot of friends because a lot of people talk trash. Yeah. That's one thing I'm realizing. Granted, I've done the same thing, but I'll never do it to come after somebody's money. I'll never do it to, you know. Yeah. I'll never do it in bad blood. I'll do it lightly to like, you know. Yeah. Say, like, I know sort of what I'm doing here. I've only, may have only been doing this for three years, but I'm not 35 in a club promoting. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 22 having the time of my life just well, doing 35 is decrepit. I'm sorry, but if you're 35 in a club, you should be home taking care of your kids. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'll Dang. say it. I'll say it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> hey, yeah, he got here. That's true. He did. I get the impression um, that uh, because in the, you know, in the music scene, like if you're in a rock band or something, the, mm-hmm. it, it tends to be pretty positive. You know, bands kind of support each other, try to help each other and whatnot, just as an example. Um, but I, I get the impression that the DJing sector of the music industry is a lot like 
stand-up comedy in the sense that my impression of stand-up comedy mm-hmm. is that it's very cutthroat. Um, especially, you know, like I listen to podcasts like, uh, I mean, I don't know what it's like around here really, although I've seen some things online that kind of give me an idea that maybe this is universal, but with stand-up comedy, like in, in the New York uh, comedy scene, and again, I base this on some of the podcasts I listen to, it seems like it's, it's like really, really cutthroat. Like, like people really will stab each other in the back just for, oh yeah you know, just to get on stage at a oh, hot yeah. club or something. And I, and I get the impression that DJing is a lot like that is, is more like stand-up comedy than it is the rest of the music scene in that regard. That's my impression. Um, I mean, yes and no. You're going to have those DJs that undercut your price. You're going to have those DJs that talk trash about you. Mm-hmm. But those are also the same DJs that when my nights at Murphy's are popping and I'm posting those videos, they're in my DMs. Hey, man. Hey, man. Let me let me DJ. Let me open for you. Right. Or when I say they can open for me, they go, no, I want to do back to back. Like, no, it's my night. What does that mean? Back to back? Is that like a co-headliner deal? Yeah. In other words, they don't want to open. They they want to go song for song or something. Song for song. What does that mean? Like you switch back and forth. I've only done that with one person. That sounds like a hassle. That's that's fun. Oh, is that it is fun? Fun. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But like, I'll do that with certain friends. Yeah. But like, no, I'm not going to do that with somebody I just met. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, and I, I've I've been in the same book. I've done I've done that before. I've I've been that DJ once or twice. You mm-hmm. know, when I was first coming up. Well, I still technically am, but you know, when I was first starting out at like 20, like, yo, let me let me do this. When I barely knew how to beat match and transition and blend. Right. Now it's like, I just don't care what people think anymore. Mm. I just do my thing and have fun with it. Yeah. And my work shows for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, what what happens in the summer when, because obviously you don't have college nights in the summer. So, don't exactly know what I'm going to do yet. Mm. We're getting Mondays lined up at Wally's. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because I really want that back. That's, But I want to bring that back on a totally different scale. I want to, I want, because Wally's was like insane every single Monday. Mm-hmm. I want to do that, but I want to, I want to, I want to figure out a way to up it a notch, you know, and do better. Yeah. And not just have it be a DJ night, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah. Right now, I'm not sure. I know, obviously, I'll still be at 603 on Fridays, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, Trying to line up a lot of private events. Yeah. I want to really hop into the private event stuff because nightlife out here does not pay well. Well, you can, yeah, because, I mean, you can make big money doing weddings and stuff yeah, like exactly. that, right? Exactly. Yeah. And private parties. Yeah. I have, uh, sorry, I'm drawing a blank here. I have a, um, not semi-formal, but I have a gala. Um. I'm doing and they're paying me like 1200 bucks yeah like i'm not mad about that nice nice and you know yeah and it's private events are huge for me and i just got to figure out a way to get into them but it's still people for me it's all about branding too mm-hmm. people see what i do in the clubs and they're like i don't know if i want that kind of dj at my event you know yeah. That's so that's where I need to I need to switch up the dynamic. I need to switch up the way I'm portrayed. But you can adapt too to yeah. whatever, right? I also don't think my DJ name fits a private event thing, you know. Mm. But that's just my take. 
honestly. <laughs> That's just me overthinking like we always do. You, you at one time were saying you were thinking about kind of rebranding. I'm right? always thinking about rebranding. Yeah. Always. I just don't know what I would rebrand to. Right. <laughs> you know how hard it was to come up with this name? Like, I don't want to have to do that again. <laughs> right. I don't want to have to do that again. Like, that was so not fun. <laughs> Dude, it came from scootering, bro. Like, what? That's how I got my DJ name. I didn't know that. Yeah, because of the action sports. When I was doing action sports and stuff like that. Someone was like, you should do reckless because you're always doing something reckless and stupid. And I'm like, there it is. There it is. Thank you. Well, but why not? Why not reckless and stupid? Why not just why, why just reckless? Go away. <laughs> you could have done like like reckless plus stupid. So actually, this brings me to something I actually talked about the other day. Also, I don't like you. But um. I have a friend of mine, Sean White. He used to go by DJ Danger. We're always together on Fridays. But not not the Sean White, not the... Not the snowboarder, right, ginger, right. little weirdo. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, Stop it. Who's very rich and famous, but... Yes, and you'll probably <laughs> sue me for saying that, but it's okay. Public figure, you're allowed to have an opinion. That's right, that's right. Exactly. But no, I brought up to him, I was like, I was like, let's do a, let's do a, let's do a, um, a duo, you know? Reckless in danger or something. Yeah, he just shot that down immediately. Reckless in danger. Come on, man. Come on. It's Throw me a so bone annoying. here. It's not it's not it's not terrible. Yeah. Exactly. It's not terrible. <laughs> I don't know. But you do uh you do a lot with him, right? Yeah, every Friday. Oh, okay. Yep. I do I work with him, I work with uh Curtis Robinson and I work with uh John Ayla, DJ Kalo mm -hmm. um on Saturdays. He's actually at six oh three tonight. Um, yeah, I work with those guys at 6.03, and then I work with uh, Tom Likas. He does my Murphy's Nights with me now. Yeah. And I try to work with a few college DJs here and there, but there's not many kids trying to DJ this year out of college around here. That surprises me. Me too. Because last year, that's how I started like doing the college nights at 6.03 downstairs on Saturdays, was I had a yeah. new kid that wanted to DJ, and I was like, hey, man, let's let's get to work. Let's do something. Yeah. This year, they, they just don't they don't want to do anything is that better in a way though because it, the, the, no the, your less no. competition or no no i mean think about it that's only competition for a year mm. because they're moving yeah yeah but it's more i now don't have i don't have the connections that i want at like some of the colleges yeah like saint a's saint a's they love me i walked up in the goat thursday night and they were all taking pictures of me which was awesome and i love that yeah but, you know, Snoo, I don't have that same effect yet because mm -hmm. I'm not on that campus as much. Yeah. Whereas St. A's, I'm always hanging out with those kids. So what, so for someone, so say say there's a college kid listening to this who is interested in, in getting into it. Like, what, mm -hmm. what advice would you have? Um, do you want the DJ that hates the DJ advice or? No. The, the nice one that tells somebody else how the to get envious in. Envious twenty twenty year old that got into it <laughs> oh, advice. Hey, give 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 us all. Give us give us all of it. Don't right. So it. be prepared. <laughs> be prepared to have a heart issue at forty. No, I'm just kidding. You know. Uh, um, well, you got to get out at like thirty four and a half, right? Be an inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> twenty five, you considered old. I'm just kidding. It's the way you talk. <laughs> Wrong. No, um, got one foot in the grave already. <laughs> For a kid starting out to DJ, network. 
Yeah. Network, network, network. Don't be afraid to, you know, DJ for a little money. You're just starting out and buy a cheap setup. Buy yeah. a cheap setup, buy a cheap laptop. Don't rip your music off YouTube. Please don't do that. That's terrible. Um, and like I said, yeah, go out and network. Mm-hmm. And don't do it. For, as, don't look at it as a, as a job. Right. Don't look at it as a job and your main source of income. Should take my own advice, but here we are. Um, do it for the hobby, for the passion. Yeah. I think that's when I first started. People thought I was doing it for the money. Yeah. And now they see like, oh, I just do it for the fun. I don't think I make rap DJing out here. Mm-hmm. I make enough to pay my bills and that's it. And have have a little bit of leftover money. Well, that's but that's a lot of progress that's, from yeah. from where you started out. You know, yeah. so how do you, for seventy five dollars a night? But so how hours. do you so how do you get to that point by networking and just yep. keeping at it? Yeah, and don't be afraid to be told no either. Yeah, that's one thing. I think where I messed up, and I will always say it, is I went on tour too soon. Mm. I went on tour way too soon. I wish I had waited three years. Yeah. That first national tour was fun. I made a <laughs> lot of good connections. I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. In, in what sense? I hadn't perfect, perfected my craft to a point. I was still really timid on the mic. Really? Yeah. A little, it's yeah, more than I am now. Now I'm actually not afraid to post clips of me on the mic. Yeah. Whereas like that, that time I was barely on the mic. And yeah. That's why I'm trying to do more drag shows now. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to do more shows where I can MC, so that way I can build up that tolerance. Like in a normal environment like this, I could talk on a mic, but in front of people like that, I won't be. I wouldn't be able to unless I was absolutely blackout drunk. <laughs> Whereas like Murphy's, the college kids, I love it because they feed off that type of energy. Yeah. And I've had I had a DJ, a DJ from Sane's walk up. He goes, "Dude, just MC the night while I DJ." I go, "Okay," mm. and they loved it. Yeah. And that's what I'll do if I have like an opening DJ and I'm bored and I don't want to be alone upstairs. I'll just get on the mic. I'll hype the kids up and I'll do my, I'll do my crowd work. Yeah. But like, I wish I had had that when I was DJing on tour because I would have made more of a name for myself. Right. I needed something to set me apart and I didn't have anything at the time. Yeah. You know, but like that tour was fun and all. I look back at it. Wish I could do it again. Yeah. I'm sure, like, down the line I will, but... Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Um, How did you get an opportunity like that? Cold DMs. Yeah. Um, At the time, I was working working on trying to book Sammy Adams up here. Yeah. And so I followed his manager on Instagram. His manager put up a story about needing a DJ for a tour. I was in the mall. I remember this moment because I stopped. (laughs) Said what I needed to say. He DM'd me a few hours back. Um... And then we agreed on it, and it was it was insane. Yeah, I was like, and two months later, I was on a plane to Philadelphia to <laughs> tour with five guys I've never met before. Yeah, in a van. What was what was that like? Like, was everybody? <laughs> that was that was a riot. That was insane. Was everybody cool? Because yeah, because like you said, these were so, five guys you'd never met before. Yeah, everybody was awesome. Yeah, but it's weird because you had, I was the youngest. Right. Yeah. Just turned 21. So sort of an alcoholic. <laughs> Just kidding. Wow. Um, <laughs> no. So, wow. <laughs> oh, boy. 
You name a twenty-one-year-old that's not like blackout drunk every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. A lot of them. I was. Uh, I was never. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't even go to a, a bar. On my, What's I, up? I didn't even go to a bar on my twenty-first birthday. I might have had two jobs back then. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, but um, but no, you had me, and then you had my my friends that were like in their thirties, you know, and then you had my buddy Derek, my buddy Danny, who I talk about a lot. All yeah. The time. Yeah. They're and they're in their twenties too, so we're always we were always like, always up to something. Mm-hmm. There's an iconic photo in my phone of my me and my buddy Derek in front of the Bridgestone Arena in Nashville. Hammered. Hammered. Yeah. This kid was laying on the ground. I'm bending over to pick him up. Someone grabbed a photo of it. I want to frame it. Yeah. I want to frame it because that was that was literally the entire tour was most nights we were hammered. We were yeah. pretty gone. Yeah. Those car rides the next morning were not fun. <laughs> Those, that car ride from Nashville to Tuscaloosa, oh, God. Really? My stomach, yo. Yeah, Oof. yeah. Oof. Also, also the, the, the food. The food was terrible. Really? The food choices that I did. I mean, we had a really cheap per diem. Well, that's the thing, yeah. And I only got paid three seventy five for the entire tour. Wow. So I really honestly took a loss because what I... Oh, yeah. Because I had to book my flights and stuff like that yeah but yeah i i can relate though to you know when you have an opportunity like that you, you, you know i i did um i mean the biggest thing i ever did as far as any kind of touring was i was in a band called my life crisis and we did an east coast tour and uh you know lost a tremendous amount of money which we knew going in was going to happen it was, yeah but it was like we had this opportunity and it was like, you know, this might be a once in a lifetime experience, which it, it was. I mean, I don't, you know, so I, yeah, and I have no regrets about doing it. Never. You know, I mean, uh, you know, we, we lost a lot of money and it was, uh, I don't think we really, I, I mean, we, we made connections, but nothing that I think actually helped us or amounted to anything. So it really was just a complete loss, but, but would I, would I take it back? No, I mean, no. I mean, think about it. Nashville has been like my second home besides here. I'm like, I've been out there what two, three, two times since then, mm-hmm. since tour because, and it's that the, that night in Nashville led me to play some of the biggest clubs in Nashville. Well, so there you go. I'll take I'll take it. You know? Yeah, yeah. And then Boston. So the place I play in Boston, Two Saints, I met those the guys that booked there at our show at the Middle East Club because they went to they went to school with the headliner. Oh really? <laughs> right place, right time. Yeah, yeah. It worked out. Yep. Absolutely. Well, it's a big part of uh, success. Is you know, you, you don't when you're in the right place at the right time. It's uh, you know that that part can just happen. But then it's knowing what to do with that. No, you know, being able to seize on that opportunity, mm-hmm. recognizing that you're in the right place at the right time, and saying, okay, I'm going to do something with this. Which, uh, which I, I think you've been very successful at. Yeah, and it also it led me to go to a lot of places I've never been, like Red Rocks. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Red Rocks. Yeah. That was cool. My legs hurt after it, though, by running <laughs> up those stairs. There's a video somewhere on my Instagram. Oh. And that was fun. And then, like, going out to L.A. and for, like, the third time. Yeah. That was cool. And meeting a lot of connections out there. Yeah. Well, we are uh, uh, go so quick. We're already approaching the uh, top of the hour. So, what do you have uh, this weekend? This weekend, I am done. That's it. That's the wrap. I'm not booked tonight. Really? That's unusual yeah. for you. I know. 
I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I might just bounce around, you know. Maybe I'll pick up something at 603. I get bored. Yeah. 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 yeah it's hard for me not to DJ. Right. <laughs> it's really hard. That's a good problem to have, though. It is, honestly. That's Some days of the week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Um, every Friday, 603 Bar and Grill. Um, Thursdays at Murphy's for mm-hmm. Reckless University. Um, yeah, that's it. April 6th at the at the SNH Arena, the Nate Smith Earnest Show. Mm-hmm. Super excited for that. Yeah, that's really cool that you got that. That's yeah, amazing. That's, there's, a, there's a lot of more things I got to do for that. but Yeah. yeah. Uh, tomorrow night, remix, roller skating rink, country night. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So, I love that place. Yeah, I haven't uh, been there. It's so fun. Is it cool? Yeah. Yeah, that's another place for me to work on my mic skills. Yeah. Which is it's weird. Yeah. It's full <laughs> circle now. I've set up to play a roller rink. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's You're doing awesome. a lot of great things. I'm very proud of you. Yes. Thank you. We're very proud of you. And... Uh, where should uh how do people find you online to keep up with everything that you're doing? Follow me on Instagram at DJ R E K L S S DJ Reckless. Um yeah. Very good. And if you're wondering where I am ever, my my schedule's usually right at the top of that profile. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Very good. Well, we're glad you finally got to come in and uh I know, I love it here. be in the new studio. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's like I always say, you know, the the uh there were certain advantages to the old place, but honestly, it's really nice to be in a place that's new and clean. <laughs> you mm. know, it, it, it's uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty awesome, like a fresh coat of paint. Uh, also, thank you to Eleanor for coming in. Uh, Jenny and I will be at the open house at the Music and Art Business Bar and Clubhouse Podcast Studio at one thirty four Haines Street, second floor. That will be Thursday, Thursday night of next week. So, uh, yeah, check it out. Jenny and I will be there. Come say hello. That starts at 6 p.m. And, of course, uh, thank you to uh, Bruce from Legion of Solace for bringing us our wonderful shirts. Great talking with him. Uh, and, of course, uh, Joe uh, Murano. Am I saying that correctly? Yes. From uh, The Great Fraud. Great band. And what a, ta- uh, what, a, New York. what a talented guy he is. Yeah, from New York City. New York. He's a real New Yorker. I knew that was yep. coming. Well, I guess he lives in New Jersey, but whatever. Oh, but he sounded New York-y. He did, yes, he did. yes. <laughs> no, very, uh, very talented guy. Did I forget anybody? It was a busy show. Oh, and of course, Eric Pilcher's classic film review of Straight Outta Compton. Absolutely. It was a very busy show. A great show. Yes. And yes. if you want to, if you missed any part this coming week, if you want to hear the first hour, it'll be on at four o'clock on Monday, mm-hmm. second hour at four o'clock on Wednesday, and the third hour at four o'clock on Friday on WMNH Radio. Yes. 95.3 FM. And the uh, podcast version will be up and available in uh, probably the next uh, 30 to 40 minutes um, at uh, WMNHradio.org. We're not having any technical gremlins this week, so I should be able to uh, upload the show. <laughs> Last week, there was a bit of a delay, but no, everything's, everything seems to be perfect in here now, So, which is uh, very nice. And, uh, of course, uh, if you want more information on anything involving the show or, of course, hypnotherapy, I'm also a certified hypnotherapist, go to my website, mattconnerton.com. And do you want to plug your uh, website? You can check me out at jencoffee.com, J-E-N-N-C-O-F-F-E-Y. Some of my latest work is up there, both in print and in art. And you still have a painting hanging at the Mosaic Art Collective. I'm currently hanging in the Mosaic Art Collective here in the great city of Manchester, and I'm very proud and very grateful that they decided to hang me on the wall yes yes (laughs) very nice very cool all right dj reckless thank you again thank you and uh we'll leave you with this a little bit of sammy adams i think you had something to do with this track my guy it's the clean version of course i made a little radio edit as you know what did you do with this again you helped you helped him with it yeah 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 like you helped write it right
Yeah, you should take take credit. It's a big deal. Sammy Adams. You're saying it like, yeah, I, I kicked a can. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you helped write a song. That's awesome. Yeah. No, very cool. Very cool. All right. This yeah. is, uh, yeah, this is called Attention. Sammy Adams, check it out. And uh, we will uh, talk to y'all uh, next week. Whoops. I said no technical gremlins and all of a sudden I'm having an issue. Here we go. Bye <laughs> now. <laughs> Catching one eight two no blink. Jack blowing up so much you can't think. Type of chick do what you on the boat till it sink. Need a ride to die in me if you tryna link. They don't wanna see you get the bag and they all want it back. Once you see you pulling racks out. Slick talking about your ex, it's a cold star. Don't know, but you won't stop, won't stop. Calling my phone up like we talk. But we both know that we don't Why can't you grow up for once? Sorry, not sorry, I already moved on Please don't mind me Living in your hair and freak You don't like that Got a penthouse sweet And your mind can't let sweet free to be like that Need to see a shrink Cause this an obsession But you won't waste Cause you needed some direction